Hi, folks. Uh, this is David. And before uh, we start episode 67 of Garage Hammer, I just had a couple of quick announcements I needed to make. First off, uh, this episode became a two-parter. We were talking Warriors of Chaos, and we realized it was about six and a half hours of recording, which turned into about five, five and a half hours edited. So this is going to be a two-parter. But because of that, we didn't take the right amount of commercial breaks. We didn't, you know, things, I had to sort of jumble around to do a little creative editing to make things work. Um, so some of the commercial breaks are a little more spaced out than normal and uh, had to double down on some of the sponsor commercials just to make them all fit. I just didn't want to sit down and find weird lulls in the conversation and then go and find other times he said we'll be back and cut and pay. It's just a lot of editing to try to make it sound natural, and I didn't want to cut it so it sounded – I just didn't want the cuts to sound crappy. So uh, I decided to sort of let it be how it is and just double down on the commercials rather than do the space them every like 30 minutes like we try to normally do them. That's uh, that. Like I said, next two episodes then will be Warriors of Cast, and I do hope you enjoy them. On a, on a different note, uh, last episode we had an amazing shout-out from a very generous sponsor, and I read it, and when it was done with, um, I had mentioned how uh, I, it really sort of picked me up after getting a rather, uh, I called it hate mail, but it was basically a rather sort of uh, dismissive sort of, you know, more, it was more of a Twitter thing. You know, I just wanted to say that, you know, I didn't mention the person's name, but I did kind of tear into him a bit. And while I stand by my, my feelings, you know, I, I to get on the show and to use, I, I just, when Christopher and I started this, we always agreed the show would be clean and the show would be sort of kind. Um, I mean, I remember listening to Podhammer, and Jeff got some sort of really uh, just sort of hate mail, basically, and went and read it on the air, and then they just eviscerated the guy. And while it was really funny, you know, it's just it's that's not what the show's meant to be. Uh, I try not to use the show uh, to attack people who don't have obviously any power to to respond in the same format or medium. And while I, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for what I said or for how I felt about, you know, what was said to me. I just, you know, that's not what the show's about. And I just wanted to say that because I, I mean, I, I, you know, none of you guys have emailed me and said, hey, that was out of line or anything like that. On a personal level, whether it was out of line or not, it's not really what the show's about. And so I just wanted to come out and say it, Uh, you know, I have, you know, I just. I don't want anyone to think that if they ever were to give us some sort of criticism, constructive or otherwise, that maybe they would hold back and not send it simply because I might go at them on the air. Uh, and it's just that's not what we're about. And uh, so I'm done, basically. <laughs> anyway, enjoy episode 67, uh, Warriors of Chaos Review. Thanks. Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 67. On tonight's episode, Chris Yu is missing an action, so let's see if the fat manly can handle the show on his own. <laughs> and shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. We're going to make several promises over the next few hours. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. 
bringing you Warhammer Fantasy's best mix of handsome mutations and forsaken fetters, we are Grant Fetter. Howdy ho! And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Hey, Gettysburg. Well, Grant, thank you very much for being on the show tonight. Uh, Grant, it, it's been too long since you've been on, man. I know, it's been a while. I, I was kind of feeding for it's some been like Months and months. In fact, I posted tonight that you're going to be on, and people are like, it's, he's finally back on the show. The return of the handsome man. There you go. Uh, Chris, you folks, uh, he uh, had an emergency pop up and could not make it tonight. And, uh, now, don't tell people that. They're all going to get worried. No, he's fine. He had like, wonder, he had like oh, a work happened? emergency, like like real-life work got in the way, not like you know he was pulling you know orphan children out of a fire. I think everybody can understand that. Yeah, so, uh, so he will not be with us tonight, um, but uh, Grant has graciously decided, uh, accepted not just to come in as a guest host, but to take the second chair, so he's got the... Nice microphone and the fancy headphones. Hey, can, can I call everybody Tools, too? <laughs> yeah, I wish you would. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the garage, Tools. <laughs> there you go. The uh, smile on my face is huge. Right I now. know. Dude, that was like a weird thing. Like, we just said it once, and suddenly, like, people were like, hey, we... like." like I want to be a tool, too. I know. I had to go in and change all the little things, like, when you when you post on the forums enough. I didn't get that at first. Like, I was like, what... what? They're like garden tool. And yeah, I just tried levels. to pick. I started off with you know a little toy plastic tool garden. I got up to like industrial strength. I tried different types of it, tools. It works. I understood. So but once I started seeing the different levels, yeah, <laughs> just I had to think of something because everybody liked it. At first, I was worried they'd be insulted. But uh, all right, so here we go, Grant. Um, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Would you mind doing the honors? Well, as always, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors: Unique Gifts and Games, my favorite place in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Uh, Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana. Cool Mini or Knots, Dark Age, Mirce Miniatures, GuildPainting dot com, and Battle Foam, protecting your army. Right. I was listening to some other, I forget which podcast I was listening to, and they did that. Like, they were talking about Battle Phone, they went, ah. Oh, it's got to be the dwellers I mean, below. They, they No, it you. wasn't. They just go back, 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 and finally somebody yelled at them for it on the show. But, uh, no, I think it might have been even, uh, it might have been painting tabled. I think, yeah, because Greg Very was nice. doing it, like, really like Greg was like, ah. It sounded like he was belching into the mic. But yeah, so I'm glad that my stupidity is 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 infecting all the other <laughs> listeners. That's <laughs> catchy. It's catchy. <laughs> so, um, oh, we actually have a shout out. We got a shout out uh, from Mark Zelinsky, and he sent it to me, and I am going to play it right here. Hey, David and Chris, this is Mark Zelinsky and Colin, Lord of the Undead. And Kylie, the Bretonian damsel. And there's one thing we love. 500 Point Games of Warhammer. That's right. We have to give a shout out to Andrew Sherman of Ohio Hammer. And, of course, Ben Curry from the Bad Dice Daily for bringing up 500 Point Games of Warhammer and bringing them to the forefront. We play a lot of those games here at the Zelensky House. And we've got to say we love them quite a bit. So... Where do David and Chris weigh in on the subject of 500-point games? And do you guys have any influence in getting us a 500-point tournament at Adepticon? A three-hour tournament sure would be cool. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for doing the podcast. Looking forward to hearing about your thoughts on the Warriors of Chaos. And we'll see you at Adepticon. And until next time, take care. And there we go. 
So that was a nice shout-out from Mark and his kids. Uh, 500-point tournaments, what do you think? Or 500-point games, even. I've never played a 500-point game. Well, first of all, it was nice to hear Mark's voice. Mark is like uh, is all over Twitter. Mark, right? Mark yeah, Zelensky? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's all over Twitter. He's, he's on our always, forums. I, I think I'm his favorite person because everything I say, he favorites or retweets <laughs> or whatever. It's, he's, he's such a fan. He's, he's, he's a great guy. No, he's I look great. forward to I, meeting him at Adepticon. I met him and his daughter two years ago at Adepticon. In fact, that, both, the last two years I've seen them at Adepticon. Uh, they're great people. I just... Uh, I know he was on Andrew Sherman's Extra Points because he's on. He's got the, the Dice Tower podcast. So they, they were, were at Adepticon. So maybe sorry if you're listening, Mark. Maybe I've met them before and just need to put the I, name to the yeah, face. I don't think he was in any of the championships, but I know they were there. I know they were there because I met them both. I, in fact, I met Mark and his daughter in the uh, line for uh, Forge World, and then the next year they were there again. So I mean, I, I, I we're going to see him again this year. But I know, yeah, he was on. Extra points, talking about 500-point games, and I know Curry's talked about 500-point. Have you ever played a 500-point game? I haven't. I've played the 1,000-point games, and even that feels small, but it, it adds such a different dynamic that, I mean, it's really interesting to me. I mean, you have different things. It, it creates its own comp, what's strong, what's not. At well, a 500-point level, I mean, it's really cool. And I know they had to make some special rules. Uh, I know that people were saying that if you're playing 500-point games, no matter how cheap your characters are, no more than two. So that okay. you can't take a ton of 30-point characters and just totally outdo your, you know, like for right, goblins. Yeah, goblins. Uh, Bretonians don't have to take the BSB. Like, they get the free one that they're forced to take and, and, and buy. But that would put you over the points limit, right. so that's out the window. But, yeah, I'm, I I don't know what I would do. In a, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'd have to take, like, the cheapest character possible with my army and then I'd just, you know go from there but well i mean it's it's a great idea and the moment i heard him say it i'm thinking well you know maybe that's something that we could add on as a friday night thing for bits or something i mean i'm just throwing it out there that, you know 30 to 45 minute games that's what they were saying if you're only playing 500 points right 30 to 45 minutes it's over right, right. you know so that yeah that's be, pretty cool that could be fun that should be i'll definitely have to and think i'm not about saying that that's happening i'm just saying i, I like to think out loud a lot right sometimes get in trouble for that but <laughs> Oh, so thank you, Mark, for the shout-out. I have a couple of personal shout-outs I want to throw in here real okay, quick before great. we move on. Uh, last episode, we found out someone bought a hoodie, and it's Martin Moser sent me an email saying that hoodie is on its way to Germany. We have listeners in Germany, so he just wanted to let us know he bought the hoodie. And then someone sent me either a tweet or a message and said, hey, how about a shout-out to all your listeners? I think it was in West Africa. Maybe it was South Africa. I went back to find it, and I couldn't. But apparently we have listeners in, like, West Africa. And said, how about a first shout-out? So all you listeners in any part of Africa, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Come on the forums or send me an email. Let me know. Um, yeah, West Africa and South Africa, very different places. So. Oh, yes, yes. And <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn it was West Africa. I could have sworn, but, I mean, I might have gotten it wrong. Hey, it's not like when I screwed up uh, when uh, – <laughs> what's his name? When um, – we got the – I screwed up – I messed up the difference between Tasmania and Tanzania. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's very different, too. <laughs> it's like Austria and Australia. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but let's see. Who else? We've just gotten a lot of emails in the past week. I just want to say hi. Uh, Justin Hill sent me an email. He started back after listening to us, started back, uh, jumped into 8th edition, hasn't played since 7th. Uh, he's – you know, we've inspired him to get back with his orcs and goblins. Uh, Neil Pritchard from the – Tale of Four Gamers podcast. Uh, he sent me some files that uh, for uh, 
he had the even before Greg Dan got up the quartermaster files for Warriors, he had him up and he sent them to me. So thanks to him. Um, do you then, use Quartermaster? I do. You do? I like it. I, I haven't used it. Well, it, Quartermaster's only Apple, I correct? think it is, yeah. Yeah, I only have Android phones. I, I do I do like it. It's fun. Um, if you've got all the, once you've got all the little items, because you, know, you have to have the separate list for right. all the magic yeah, items. you have to download it. Once you've got it all downloaded and put in your phone, if you don't have it downloaded, I mean, that's what Greg does. You can just sit there and enter it all by yourself, however okay. you want it. But once it's there, you can. It's, all the restrictions are listed. You could basically write up army lists sitting on your phone. That would be dangerous. I oh, would be making army lists all day long. That's. Based, <laughs> that, I was at a. I, I had an all day teachers meeting on Tuesday where I had to go to five different one hour meetings for like the different teachers. We're the group that talks about uh, what kind of things can we think about to handle disruptive students. I'm like, I already handle disruptive students. Quartermaster, <laughs> Quartermaster. write a list. <laughs> I elf. What can we do to advance technology in your classroom? Dude, I use all the technology you give me. List. <laughs> so, and I have gotten a few emails from people asking if we had PDFs of the of the stuff people have been sending me for campaigns, but I've been getting just, like, people have been sending me in the mail. You know, like, Ken Lull sent me, like, a whole thick stack of stuff, like, photocopied stuff in the mail, and I've been getting... Uh, stuff, but I don't. I don't have any real well, PDFs. Dave, get on it. I mean, you've got all this time on your hands. I mean, oh, yeah. you should just be able to, you <laughs> know, scan each page individually. Yeah, put, good, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I just wanted to thank all those people. Uh, oh, and guess what, Grant? We've got what, voicemail. Dave? We have voicemail. We have voicemail. We. I mean, you have voicemail. Yeah. I'm kind of a we. <laughs> we I, I don't. You're part of it. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've been part of this since the beginning. And N-W you know who? N W two. One seven five seven G H show six is our voicemail, and um, I think later on in the show, before we jump into the uh, Warriors of Chaos review, we're doing a Warriors of Chaos review. Yeah, didn't I tell you? Damn it! What, you brought the wrong book. <laughs> Thought we were doing lizards. Well, <laughs> well, then why'd you bring the Wood Elf book? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I've got wood. <laughs> So I've got, well, okay, I have two voicemails this week to play, one from Greg Person, and I think we're going to play the, read the Google Voice transcript after playing it, (laughs) because his, I was reading it, and I was laughing out loud at work. I also have another one, but that one's from you. That, do you want me just to play that one out, and then we can play Google Voice Transcript Oh, we can, we can play it. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to uh, recreate the magic All right, well, here, in my you car. Know what? I've got that one sitting ready and waiting, so let me open this one up, and once we get it going, this is Grant's sent in a voicemail. Here it is. Rhinox, Rhinox, Rhinox. All I'm hearing is Rhinox. Well, Cranky... It's time to put your resin where your mouth is. That's right. The handsome man is calling you out for a Friday night grudge match at BITS 2013. 2,400 points of your filth-laden ogres, including all of the Rhinox you want. And I'm going to put together 2,400 points of pain to send your Rhinox riders fleeing off the table with their tails between their legs. And if, Prank, if you can beat me, Rhinox Riders will be considered for bits 2014. But I've got a feeling, brother, that that ain't gonna happen. So what do you say, Cranky? Are you Rhinox enough to face my challenge? 
There we go. <laughs> I'm slightly embarrassed. <laughs> that was what, probably uh, six, seven o'clock in the morning. As yeah, I'm I, I got a text. I'm like at work. My first class is starting at seven fifteen. You're like, I dropped a voicemail. I'm like, okay. But so, um, let's do the world famous Google Voice transcript translator. Hi, exploit actual or not? All I'm hearing is viaducts. Well, Cranky, it's time to put your rising where your mouth. It's that's right. The handsome man, give us a call when you out for a Friday night. Raj, badge at dates, 2013. 2,400 points at your field, Clayton. Hookers, including all of the right now. If you want, and I'm going to put together, 2,400 points. Okay to send you all. Right now, it's writers pleading off the table with their tails between their legs and have springs. And if you can keep me, why not try? Harris Realty from Center Port that 2014. But I've got a feeling, brother, but that ain't going to happen. So I can say correctly, or, you know, I have send off the face. My challenge. <laughs> All I know is I heard in there, give the handsome man a call if you're out on a Friday night and hookers. <laughs> what? It's, it's, it's the greatest thing. Every time I get a Google voice, I listen to it, and then I go click back and read it. you got to hear Greg Persons. There is a part in here that is going to be uh, that, that when I read it, if you don't, you're going to die laughing. It's okay. like it's well, actually. Let's hear it. Let's hear should, it. Should we just play that one and let's then do a commercial? It. Okay, hold let's on. Let's do it. This is Greg Person left us a voicemail. Hey, Dave and Chris, what's up? This is Greg from the Painting Table Podcast, and uh, I was calling in response to something you guys were talking about. I've uh, just been catching up on the latest spat of episodes that you guys put out. And I was listening to episode 64, and you were having a conversation with Greg Dan about the 1,000 Knoblar Army. It's actually the 1,001 Knoblar Army, and it was uh, built by this madman named Nadal, and it was painted by him and his girlfriend. And that video that you were referencing in which the Knoblars slay a giant with their sharp stuff, well, that was uh, in a game I played against Nadal at the 2009 Crossroads GT. And you can watch it on YouTube if you go to the Painting Table's um, YouTube channel and click on our feed. I just went on and liked it, so it's the first thing that comes up. It'll say Knoblars vs. Beachmen Crossroads 2009. You can also just search that in. So it's a pretty ridiculous army and a pretty ridiculous scenario. And it was kind of soul-crushing to play against because, while well, it was a draw. You just can't kill enough of the Noblars throughout the game. But it was really cool uh, to see. And Nadal offered every time you killed a Noblar, you could take a um, either a skill of the same color because they were painted like skills, or you could take a shot of uh, hard liquor that was the same color. So uh, you could you could have quite a time in that game. So I just thought I'd check in and share that with you. Thanks for keeping up an excellent podcast, and I hope to um, hear from you guys soon. Later. Okay, so that was Greg's uh, voicemail. It's a very nice voicemail. Now, <laughs> time for Google Translation. Oh, great. Yeah. Hey, David, Chris, what's up? 
This is Greg from Kingsville Podcast, and I was calling in response to something you guys were talking about. And just been catching up on the latest that episodes that you guys it out. I was looking at the SID 64, and you have a conversation with Greg Dan about. Bye. The one Yahoo are me. <laughs> Thanks for the 1001 of our me, and it was built. Bye, burger. No, bye, buyer. This madman in the doll, and it was tainted by him and his girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, in that video that you were referencing in which Tunat was slay as giant with the sharks stuff. Well, that was in a game. I played against and all at the 2009 Crossroads GT. Yeah, and you can watch it on YouTube. If you go to the cleaning tables, YouTube, hey, click on our feet. Yeah, I just want to on and liked it. So it's the first thing that comes up. It'll send you was hers. These man crossroads 2009. Yeah. Also, just searched and then, hey. So it's pretty ridiculous. Did U.S. Army pretty ridiculous? Mary Ellen is kind of soul crushing the play against because hello to draw you just can't kill. Enough of. And I was just a game, but it was real cool to see hey. And the dollar offered every time you feel the number, you can take a yeah. <laughs> there is still the same color because they were painted like skills. Or you can take a shot of hard liquor. That was the same color, so you can. Yeah, quite a time. And I came, yo. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to back that up a moment. Yeah, quite a time, and I came, yo. I just thought I'd check in and share that with you. <laughs> Thanks for keeping up. Yeah, for podcast, and I hope to you. You're from you guys soon. Yeah. Well, Greg, <laughs> I'm not offering dollars every time you take a yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, oh my goodness. Good. All right. And on that note of stupidity, we're going to take it like that. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Hero Clips. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. 
Welcome back, you tools. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm still Not wiping that. the tears away from my eyes. <laughs> that was so stupid. Oh, criminy. All right, news and rumors. Uh, news and rumors and our shout-outs and voicemails are brought to you by Lizardmen Jeff and the Circle City Circuit. Now, today's news and rumors are going to be really, really quick, so we're just going to fly through these. Um, we have no pre-release info yet on anything from GW. There's nothing up right now. Uh, it is not. This is going to air the 25th. Today's only the 15th, so we're still very far from the end of the month. Um but we do have rumors, uh, demons for both systems, either March or April. You know, I'm kind of a hater. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I never believe the rumors until I see those picks go up. Like, pretty much rumors are just rumors and rumors, and everybody's talking about, um, you know, 2014 is going to be the new ninth edition already, and, and all of the speculation about rumors, and not to discount the rumors, but... I'll believe it when the picks go up. So, I mean, it's been about four years between the systems, it seems. So uh, 2014, 2015, you know at some point they're going to put out a new, oh, a new book. Oh, I'm sure. And it, it excites me because there's, there's changes that I think a lot of us kind of want to see in eighth. But those, I'm hoping of course, it's will tweaks. be the things that don't change. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it's tweaks. Yep, yep. You know, and there's a lot of already guesses as to what's going to change based on what we've seen in the Army books. Yep. So That's true. You know, demons are one of those armies that, um, you know, really people complained about for quite a bit. But again, it's one of those armies that there's just a couple of things that really put it over the top. And that's pretty much what everybody takes. Yeah. So if if you knock those couple things, you know, bring out a new book. This is balanced. A whole bunch of new. uh, like You get about one or two new units for each of the four corn. That's eight new units. If you get two new units for each of the each of the gods. Right. And if they're actually balanced where you can see five or six different lists, that's going to be awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing you know, people are saying that, you know, the dwarves haven't gotten love and the Bretonians haven't gotten love. But really, they're, they're still pretty uh, playable armies. Both of those armies are very playable and they, they can compete. You never see them really at the top tables, but um, I think they've been focusing on kind of bringing things all kind of in line. In line, you know, they, exactly. they want everybody to be a balanced army book. Yeah. And uh, that's where I see them attack. Or maybe it's just all money-based and what sells us the most models. I don't know. Well, I mean, part of that might be it. You're not, you don't have a ton of Bretonian players, so you don't have a ton. But I'm wondering if they got a really good book, if you'd see just, uh, you know, the watershed float out. I mean, not just the bandwagon, but because Bretonians are cool. I would love to play them if they didn't only have 14 different units in the whole book and one of them was like 90 bucks for five models. You well, know? I, I worked for GW when there, when the Bretonians changed. And I, I think it's still the same book that's out right now. It was in 2003 or so. Yeah, it's I mean, been that's a long still the same, time. The same book. And that was when they first introduced the Peg Knights and the Trebuchet. So maybe there's been a second book since then. I don't know. I'd like to see the demons come out soon. I'd really like to. Demons have been an army that's always kind of interested me, um, but I already play enough of the filthy army, so <laughs> so I'm like, well, now if I just start demons, they're going to definitely. I've got a little more than a thousand there. points painted, thanks to you. Oh, that's true. And I've still got another five hundred. Actually, I got even more now because I picked up some nurglings and some plague bearers. So I mean, if I painted that up, I've got almost a two thousand point army of demons. So. And it's halfway painted. So if the if the book comes out and it's got some decent stuff in it, and the you know the greater demons aren't one hundred and fifteen dollars a model, then uh, I may uh, I may go with that. I may I may decide to try that. Even though I was really tempted to run with warriors, I think I'm just going to keep painting my VC and see what comes of uh, 
this next book. Well, if you're if you're thinking of uh, shedding the Warriors, let me know. I might be interested. I'm, I'm I've got Warrior Fever right now. Okay. <laughs> Warrior Fever. <laughs> Well, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm good. We're gonna have. I'm hoping that if I can get the right setup, we're gonna have our first YouTube uh, video segment. Is gonna Ooh. be unboxing for the uh, the Warriors uh, chariot and the uh, slaughter bird, slaughter right? brood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're getting both those thanks to our good friends over at uh, the Game Preserve. They're sending us these Ooh. two models to unbox and take a look at and put together and put it up on the. Uh, on, a, on a YouTube video. Is so. that the Game Preserve in West Lafayette? It is. I the hear. gaming capital yeah. of the world. It's the gaming capital of the world. So, um, oh, and one last thing. I did get someone who, uh, I got someone telling me that I need to stop saying Europe when I just mean the UK. Because apparently I lump all of Europe into England. Because when I think of Europe, I just think of England. And it's, I need to separate the us. two. We're American, and we, we generalize We're Americans. Like Once you I mean, go over there, it's, yeah. no offense, it's, I am. Over there is all over there. We're very, I, we're I, very I, selfish. I am the ugly American. I can't help it. It's just what I am. If it's not here, it's somewhere else. The American over here eating your sandwiches. You and, got my sandwich, and yeah. <laughs> right over, going over to the jewels over by there. <laughs> getting me. <laughs> All right, so um, you know what? Let's uh, let's jump into the toolbox since uh, we already had a commercial break a few minutes ago, and that that's really it. I mean, news and rumors is just you know, us gabbing about what we're hoping at this yeah. point. <laughs> so, and the toolbox is brought to you by That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Hey, can I can I say something real quick? I, you know, I, I think every time I'm on this show, um, when this part comes up, I always want to extra plug Chaos Orc Superstore, but it's just because. I believe in that website so much. So anybody who has not checked out Chaos Oak Superstore, do it. Not only, uh, I'm a big advocate for not only um, uh, promoting your, you know, I don't know. He's not necessarily local, but he, but he is. Yeah, I feel like he's local. I feel like he's a you know friendly well, local in game Illinois, store. You know, no, he's not. I thought he was too, but he's not. He's. I think he's in Pennsylvania somewhere or something like that. I thought they were in Illinois. I, can, I was confused. But anyway, he 
he, he's just great. I mean, not he only is. is anything you need from him, Andrew, right? Andrew, yeah, Andrew yeah. Stanham. Um, anything you need from him, you just email him. He'll you know customize any order for you. Everything is on the site. Everything he's got. So, um, not to favor him over any sponsors or anything like that. But I, you know, I'm just giving my personal testimony. I've ordered several times from him. He's a sponsor of bits. Uh, he just does great things for the hobby. So if you haven't checked out chaosorc.com, check it out. Yeah, no, they are they're they're absolutely fantastic, and they are one of our one of our oldest sponsors. So, uh, okay, let's go uh, reading. Um, I'm reading Prospero Burns, book number fifteen of the Horus Heresy, which oh. is I've only got like ten to go, but uh, I'm halfway through this, and I'm starting to love it. The uh, Space Wolves, you know, it starts off, and it's like it's another Dan Abnett book. Starts just like the beginning of the first Horus Heresy book. I'm reading this, going, what the hell's going on? I have no idea what anyone's talking about. Or what's going on? And the, it's, it, he just throws you in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like catch up. And so as you're reading, you're getting the backstories and you're getting the story. And the Space Wolves are a lot cooler than the game or the rule book, the codex, or anything gives them credit for when you really start to delve into the the fluff of who these guys are and where they live and what they are. I, I have never made it through a full Black Library book. I, I hate to admit, <laughs> a full a full one. I've gotten about halfway through a couple of them. Gaunt's, have you read the Gaunt's Ghost series I haven't. At all? I heard that's good. I haven't uh, read it, every, though. This is, that's the one that, at the time, everybody said, you have to read this. So I got I made it through about halfway of the first book of the Gaunt's Ghost. I've tried a couple of chapters of the, the fantasy, different the, the Gotrek and Felix uh-huh. series. But, uh, but other than that, I, I feel... Um, I feel like this is something that I lack in is the is the reading of the Black Library stuff, and I'd love to, but it's just something I haven't made time for. Well, who knows? Because Greg, Dan, and I, starting hopefully this month, we're going to start a Garage Gamer Black Library, and we're going to start going uh, start with the Horus Heresy, and we're just going to go month to month. We're going to start with an intro this month, uh, or when we do it first, and then every month we're just going to do the next book. And we're just going to just, I mean, pick it apart, like book club, spoiler alert. It's all going to be, we're going to talk about everything. Uh, maybe that'll be a good time for me to get back into 40K, too, and I can kind of start to get into the fluff a little bit, it, too. It's so much I, fun. And 6th edition, dude, the stuff that I've been reading and, and, and watching people play, man, it looks like a lot more fun than 5th ever was. I, so I've, I've played 40K. I have two 40K armies. I worked for GW, so I, I had to play a lot of 40K. And uh, I just, I don't know what took me away from 40K. Uh, Joe, Sally, Joe, and I used to play 40K when uh-huh. I started getting back into the figures. And uh, I just don't know. Fantasy just still always draws me so much. I don't know. I, the dragons and knights and swords and magic. And I, I just love that. I don't know what draws me away from 40K, but maybe if I could get into some of that some of that fluff and into some of your garage gamers, uh, that, that might help me uh, back into the uh, yeah. into the, the 41st century. I'm, I'm the same way because as I'm reading all this stuff, the, the, the background, the story of 40K is just so much more in depth there's so much more to it than fantasy and i love the fluff which is why it draws me to it but still the game when i'm when i'm sitting with the game there's just those big blocks of models and those fantasy monsters and the you know the the sword and sorcery stuff always attracts me more than maybe because even when i grew up i mean i loved as a kid i loved star wars and that stuff but i read tolkien right yeah you know what and I mean? I'm same way same way it's here. you know it's, i love sci-fi don't get me wrong but when i'm picking up books to read it's wizards and Elves and goblins and things like that. I mean, just, what got me into this whole thing was a game of Space Hulk. I mean, I played Space Hulk when I was probably 11, and I was like, oh, this is so sweet. 
So so 40K is what dragged me in, as it probably drags in all the 11-year-olds, you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, but, yeah, just fantasy. Uh, ever since I was just in the hobby for a short while, I've always gravitated to fantasy. I've, I've always thought of it as a superior game. But I did play. Have you had a chance to play any sixth? When I, Last time I was in our... our g-dub store in our area uh i i made um dave who who is the manager there he he knew me from when i worked for gw about 10 years ago now and uh so he wouldn't run me through a starter game but one of the one of the guys sitting there painting ran me through the uh-huh. intro game just to show me some of the differences from this edition and last and it's really cool i love the random charges just like fantasy i love it so i i want to do it but it's kind of it's again it's a splitting time i mean how much and, time have we had to play fantasy lately oh and that's the thing it's yeah i mean i've got i've still got a paint this Malifaux crew so I can teach Heather how to play because she wants to learn how to play Malifaux. And I I don't even have time for that. Well, I, 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 I promised Steve that I was going to do a, a, a tournament for War Machine, too. So Steve, oh yeah. Steve Lackman, who helps us run bits, he's he's pretty much gung-ho, awful War Machine now. Right. Rage quitter. But... Uh, <laughs> I promised him. You I, he don't I, listen. I, I haven't. Oh, that's true. Rage quitter. The, uh, you know, I, I promised him I'd do a war machine tournament. I told him I'm going to have it all painted up. I'm going to get the hobbyist. But even if I stink at the game, I've got my scorn army that I'm working on. Dude, and, I got 70 points with the trolls. I still don't know how to play the game. You know yeah. who plays the game a lot and wins like 80% of his games? Who? The boy. You do? He plays Kador. And he Oh, that's why it's Kador. He plays a socialist for Kador and it's like seriously like seventy percent of his games. He's like, Oh, I was on the back foot and then I ran her up assassination run, whack, took the guy. Isn't out. Kador like the ogres of uh <laughs> of, of War Machine just kinda push him forward and stomp? They, well they they're really yeah, they're really slow with tons of I'm, armor. I'm just giving you crud, Harrison. Harrison's in the room over here. Yeah. Are you kidding? I want him to play ogres. I think Harrison should play ogres. He was really good with them. Three and oh. Three and oh. <laughs> he went three and oh and now he's gonna come in with some other army at our next challenge. Uh, he says he was bored, but that's okay. Alright, well let's get back to this. I finished Prospero Burns, uh or I'm not finished, I'm halfway through it. Okay, so get this. So like two weeks ago in the mail, I get my last issue of White Dwarf, which is really odd because my last issue was in December. January, I subscribed digitally because my last issue came in December. Now, oftentimes I go and I don't get my issue and I have to call them two weeks afterwards and they send it to me and it comes in like three days. Okay. Right? So you got to wait like two, like ten business days before you can call up and say I didn't get it. So I called for my November and I complained. And the guy's like, listen, if you get if it comes in late, he goes, call me back this day. I'll send it to you. And he goes, I'm going to put your name down. He goes, and I'll be ready. He goes, and you just call me. And I'll have one ready to send out to you for December if it happens again. So it happens in December, and I call him, like December 10th or 12th. 15th, there I am. I got my magazine. January freaking 17th, the one that they initially sent to me, because you know it got was. Got to you now. Huh? It showed up. <laughs> January 17th, my issue that should have shipped. At well, the, they ship that from the States now, too, yeah. don't they? I mean, that's, yeah, they got that's a warehouse coming here. overseas. That's what, they don't understand. Like, we have no idea why it doesn't make it. Because when they ship it from, like, when you call to complain, it comes in a little yellow envelope, sealed envelope. They just hand write your right, address and right. send it to you. This was, like, the one in the plastic wrap saying it's your last issue. Huh. And so I was like, where the hell does my magazine go <laughs> that it took six weeks to get here from Memphis? Maybe the mailman's really a big G-Dub fan, but, I but would a think cheap so. G-Dub came, fan. If it came not wrapped up Locks in the plastic, yeah, he slits it open and then just melts it with his lighter back together. Right, right. 
I was just like, what the hell? But that's neither here nor there. So, uh, have you done any anything any interesting reading that you want to tell the people about? Or, I know you've been really busy at work too. So, yeah, reading. I, I've been super busy at work. I mean, I, I've been struggling to get time in to read through the Warriors of Chaos. I've got some of the fluff down. I mean, of course, of course, I'm the player that when I get the book, I open it up and flip straight to the back. So, okay, I think we all do. I flipped yeah. straight to the back too, and once I look through the back, then I go back and read the fluff. Right. I mean, but everyone wants to see what the toys are going to be. So. There's nothing wrong with that. The uh, the yeah, not not really any reading. Um, I mean, I've I've been doing. Uh, I, I have been really busy. I've been working downtown Chicago, so I've been taking the train in. So I've been catching up on my podcast. So that's that that's pretty good. Um, finally catching up on all my all my Warhammer podcasts, and then the. So the Fat Hammer Challenge, that's the other part that's been taking up my life. You know, when, when you're, You've you're, been doing great. When you're married, you have two kids, full-time job. I mean, I mean you know, how, how many kids do you have again? Three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> I got to count them. No. The, um, you know, so, so with all this time, so then you add in eight to ten hours a week of working out. I mean, that, that takes that's up. That's amazing, that, though, because I mean, I've, I've. Your free time. I mean. I'll be lucky if I'm in there two hours a week. Yeah. I mean, and it's like. I have to go. You know, I have to go. The only time I can go is if I go at five in the morning. Yep. And so, like, I try to go three days a week. But if I go one day a week and then get to go on Saturday morning for that Aquafit class, I'm I'm doing good. Well, well, it's good. I mean, it's, motion is better than no motion, and that's right. one of the things that I've been getting. I mean, whether you whether you get up and you you know you just so I've been struggling walk like hell. Other people will hear that on the. I got a. I'm going to be doing short fat hammer things. Oh, just really? Put out maybe okay. 15 minutes, not like the daily, but just maybe on a garage gamer thing. But okay. I, I think, especially with me, because I am—I mean, I'm like 350 pounds. Okay, I mean, I started this thing heavier than anybody by at least 20, 30 pounds. Okay, and I've lost a grand total, I think, of 12 in like well, three months. I mean, you're you're not you're you're not the biggest listener out there. You know, you're you're not the biggest person out there. But I think you, that you're the bravest. I'm the uh, biggest by, one on our but, on but, our fat hammer you, challenge, right, though, because, because anybody out there who's who's bigger but, is probably you know not signing up for for but, that very reason. I yeah. think you're the bravest, and I commend you for. Well, for and that's what I'm going to do. And basically, I mean. I thought about this and I said, I know a lot of people have dropped off and have not been weighing in at all. We don't know if they've quit or what, but dude, I'm still sticking with this and I've had trouble. Like last week, I didn't weigh in last week and I'll tell you why, because I stepped on the scale and I know we had a late dinner Sunday because we had fencing and it was kind of a heavier meal. I didn't eat a lot, but I was really thirsty. I woke up, I was drinking water all night. I was just having one of those nights where you're really thirsty and I know I was coming in there with a lot of stuff in me. Right. But it said I was like six pounds heavier than the week before. And I was just like, <laughs> F that. I'm not even weighing in. I'm taking a pass. It's my goddamn website. I ain't doing it. <laughs> Next week, we'll see if it balances out or something. But I just it's frustrating because I can do, I do all these things. You know what I'm saying? I'm running around all day. I raise kids. I have a full-time job. I'm a responsible person. And then it comes to food, and it's like, food? Really? That's the one? That's like that's my kryptonite? Really? It's upsetting as hell. And so I think part of it is I'm going to do these little casts, and hopefully I can inspire other people to keep going. Because, dude, if I can keep doing it, anybody should be able to keep doing it. You've done great. You've lost like 30-some pounds. 34. You yeah. don't even look. You, you, you posted like the picture of you right before you started, and now you don't even look like you anymore. You oh, look thanks. great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I mean. What are, what are you doing later, Dave? <laughs> Harrison, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it, it takes. I'm I'm not going to preach on this cast at all. You, you're not here. You're here to listen about toy soldiers and not about this. But um, all I can say to anybody listening is that it takes a major change. It's kind of inspiring. I, I, I you are in there eight to ten hours a week at that house. I, I haven't. I mean, it's a it's a major change. And, and some people listen might say eight to ten. That's it. But not only that, but I mean, I've made a. a, a a huge change in my diet, not by, not by dieting, but by just the way that I eat now. And, and that's what I have to accept that I, I don't eat like I used to eat anymore. I haven't had a pizza in three months now. So, uh, or a slice of pizza even, you know, I, I haven't, um, it, it's not because of that it's, it's, I'm eating, I'm doing a paleo lifestyle and I'm not going to go into what that is, but, uh, for those of you who are out there, that's the change that I've made. And that's really the only change that in the working out. And if you put a lot of that on your thread on the weight loss thing on the forums though, yeah, right? Yeah, so if anyone's yeah. interested, go find Grant's uh, thread on the forums. You can't miss it. Uh, and, uh, you could see all that he's done. It's, I mean, it's been really cool. So, so, so that's been my that's been my reading. We'll say that's okay. my reading. And and uh, just to kind of cap that off, there there is a podcast. I, I put it up on the forum, but anybody who hasn't listened to who wants to kind of take that first step uh, is uh, the Fat Burning Man, uh, and it's a it's a cast by a guy named Abel James. He's outstanding and he doesn't come off as pretentious doesn't come off as uh better than you you know he understands that everybody coming from i mean this is a really fit guy and he understands that everybody's coming from a different place and uh he doesn't do any advertisements because uh he he feels that anybody who wants to advertise there probably has some sort of ulterior motive or is trying to push some weight loss product or anything. So it's a great podcast. I, th- I think he's number one. I-, I think it is number one on health and fitness right now. Oh, beat, cool. out, beat out that Jillian Michaels from the, the biggest loser, but uh, check, check like that, her. check it out. The, the fat burning man. Cool. Well here, uh, before we move into, uh, well, you've been doing hobbying. I actually have something that I need to, I, I just have it here. Um, we had the wisdom of Warhammer contest. We uh, asked people to send in quotes so that I can keep the Wisdom of Warhammer going. Uh, I, you can tell I ran out of stuff when I had Cranky saying Rhinox Riders is the Wisdom <laughs> of Warhammer. But um, so we uh, we had 18 different people enter on the forums. And I want to thank uh, Stasha Kirby. Uh, he recorded two entries and sent them in. So, like, I'm actually just going to use his because oh, uh, like, okay. I'm just going to put and clip and just drop them right in. He actually recorded them and sent me MP3s of him reading them. And they were two really good ones. But uh, so we had 18 entries, and uh, I rolled off on the dice in a random roll, and our winner was Erebus 25. That's on the forums, Erebus 25. Okay. So um, that was uh, Greg Dan promised the, I believe it was the uh, first three books of the Horus Heresy. He bought the new hardcover ones, so he was sharing the old softcover versions. So Erebus 25, you can uh, PM Child of Fang on the forums with your address. And he will send you those books, or you can, uh, you know, uh, you know, tweet at Child of Fang, or send it to me, uh, you know, the GarageHammer at Live dot com or David at GarageHammer dot net. Send me your info, and I'll get it to Greg. But uh, he's the winner of the trilogy, the, the first trilogy from uh, the uh, Horus Heresy. Do Do we know Erebus's real name or no? You know, I don't know it offhand. I just on the notes, I just wrote down his his handle on the. Forum. I didn't go look up the real name, so that's well, congratulations. that. We'll announce. We'll announce the real name next time. Um, and the last thing before we get into our hobbying is we put up the uh, hobby commitment challenge, whatever we're calling it, on the uh, 
forums? I'm super jealous. I, I just haven't had time. Like, I want to. You're doing it. Curry's doing it. There's these hobby challenges, and I, I, I want well, to get into it. It's funny because I, I don't have the time. Last year, we were doing it month to month. And we just basically that remember, uh, like in the middle beginning of last summer, right before Chris went off the show, I was saying, you know, we, let's do a hobby commitment and just every episode say what we're going to do for next time. At least kind of make yourself try to, you know, that way you said you're going to do it. So at least you'll try. Right. And I totally stole that because I would hear that on the independent characters all the time. As a 40K podcast, and I didn't realize they had a 2,000-point painting challenge at first. It was just every week they said on the show what they're going to do for next episode. So we started doing that, and then I was listening to the show more, and they had this paint 2,000 points of 40K by the end of the year. And so we had this monthly contest going up, and I actually said, you know, next year I'm just going to, instead of doing a monthly contest, I'm totally just going to steal that from them, and I'm going to post it up and have a 2,000, paint 2,000 points of Army within a year, or 2,400 within a year, you know? And then, like, literally, like, days before Chris and I sat down to record the episode, I was going to announce it. Ben Curry went on the Daily and announced that he was doing it. And where did he get it from? From the independent characters. So he heard it at the same place I did. And I was like, well, if he's doing it, I'm not going to bother. But then a lot of people on our forums like, no, we want you to have one. We're on your forum. We want you to have one. And so uh, it's up there. And if you're already doing it for Curry and you want to jump in and, and do it on ours as well, uh, we started it this month. All we ask is that if you already painted stuff for for January, don't just drop that in as one of your months. Is is there prizes involved in that or no? Uh, it's going to be random. Okay. There is prizes involved. Okay. I, uh, ben actually has prizes involved, and he had twenty four hundred points. But since we didn't post it till this month, we figured you can get you could say what you're going to start this month, and that'll give you if you don't count February, March through the end of December is ten months. So two thousand points over ten months. Uh, basically, everyone who actually completes their two thousand points and shows the you know the finished picture at the end of the year, they're going to get into the drawing. It's a garage hammer shirt oh, or, cool. or some some garage hammer something or other. I would take a garage hammer shirt. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. good prize. So you know who knows? Maybe it's a hoodie. I don't. I know. I hear ladies love men in garage gear. <laughs> garage gear, yes, they do. Taz and your wife too. Is that the hey, ones in the commercial? Hey, hey, hey! hey. They love many garage. <laughs> Stay gear. away from my wife, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, dude. There's. What do you got to worry about? You're yeah, the handsome okay. man. Oh, she's only yeah. got eyes for yeah. you. Once you put on a garage hammer shirt, that's it. She's. She won't even notice that there's people in the room. But so, um, and there's been a, people have been asking questions. Does it have to be two K? Can I do two one thousand point armies? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Uh, I already got an army. I want to do 2,000 more points for this army because I just have like a 2,000-point army. So can I do 2,000 points to add to an army because that 2,000 points I'm painting won't be a legal list because I don't need like the, the, the characters. I've already got them. Sure. I'm like, I'm really easy. I like the rules. <laughs> the whole point of this is to get people to paint more. And, and share that painting. Exactly. Right, yeah. Show people what you're doing. but. Paint, you know, get to if you could do two thousand points of army every year. I mean, hell, that's an army a year. I mean, that's a lot for some right. people. Mm-hmm. So if it, you know, just if if you want to paint, just sign in, join in, paint yep. two thousand points. That's what I'm asking you to do. At the end, everybody who gets their two thousand painted is eligible to win something. Who knows? If I get some things into the prize closet, I may give out two or three prizes. Roll a couple of random people. Because we've already got a bunch of people signed up, and I would love to have more. So between the fat hammer and the hobby painting and stuff, just come on to the forums. we got a lot of stuff going on besides just talking Warhammer. we got a lot of contests. we got a lot of stuff. And, you know, 
hey, come on, paint some armies, lose some weight. I mean, you know, pretty, you know, write your own best low-fat brownie recipe. It, it I mean, is, <laughs> it, it is funny how uh, how many people are on there just for that weight challenge too. I oh mean, yeah, it really is. I so mean, many Curry never really that. posts on our thing, but he posts in there. Yep, yep. Dice bag Annie's on there. In fact, she's uh, I call her Dice bag Dice Annie. Bag Annie. Okay. Annie from on Twitter. I she, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. She's doing the the fat hammer. Uh, she's lost her computer though, so every she tweets the weight to me every week, and <laughs> oh, okay. I just run up. This is for Annie post because yeah. it's it's under my name. Someone actually misread. It. I was like, no, that was for Annie because it's like <laughs> one forty. Dave, you lost two hundred pounds in a week. <laughs> what happened? You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was blessed by Nurgle, but uh, so that's that. Those are all the things. All right, t- let's get to hobby really quick because I want to get this up, get a commercial, and start getting into the uh, thing. Because there's a lot of stuff in the thing. Oh, there's a lot of stuff in my thing. Yes. Um, so wait, I, the thing, not my thing. Damn. And I came, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so wow. You know, I was talking to Chris and. Um, I hadn't been doing a lot of painting or anything in the hobby for months. I'd just been too busy. And then I said to him after the last episode, I said, you know, I try to do a little bit every day. And then I wanted to remember what I was doing so I could bring it up on the show. And what I have inadvertently started to do is started a Warhammer diary. Oh, look at that. And what I've done is writing down. I didn't start till January 27th, but every single day I just logged down what I did. And so it's like. Uh, started painting 37 skeletons. Next day, finished the main colors in 37 skeletons. Next day, dipped 37. So it's like I'm seeing my progress. So it's like since we rec- – like, okay, here. Uh, where is it? Recorded episode 66. So since the day we recorded the last episode, I put dull coat on the 37 skeletons I finished. I finished the terror geist and put the blood and all the stuff on him. I built 14 undead skeletons, not the VC skeletons. Someone gave me some old spruce. Some woman at work was like, you play Warhammer. I heard you talking about that. My son went to college and doesn't use any of this crap, and he said I could just give it to you. And it was like spruce for the old undead skeletons. Oh, I had tons of those. So I got like 14 I, I of those on, built. That was yeah. my army way back in the day. Uh, let's see. I built 20 direwolves. Um, I put them on bases. I put sand on the bases for the skeletons and direwolves. Then I put the second coat of glue over it. Then we had a game, my VC against your Warriors, uh, which I lost horribly. Uh, let's see. Then the next two days I was working on the show, painted the skeleton bases, flocked the skeleton bases. So basically, painted since the last episode, painted and flocked the skeleton bases, all 37. Built and based 20, 20 direwolves and 14 skeletons with little uh, skeletons. And, and I had a game, so I'm keeping track of my games, all this. Just going day to day, logging it in. And it's actually, now it's to the point where if I sit there, like I, like Tuesday and Thursday, I was really busy. So I wrote, like, no hobby. And it's like, oh, wait. Pretty, pretty soon you're going to be making charts and graphs like Johnny does. Exactly. Showing exactly <laughs> what I've been painting and what I've been doing. Excel spreadsheet on time spent. But, yeah, so uh, that's, that's, uh, that's what I did in the hobby. And it's like... Whereas before, if I didn't have time to sit down and have a long session, I didn't bother. Here, over two weeks, I spent 30, 40 minutes a night when we were watching Duck Dynasty with the kids. I just sat there and did a little work every night. Right. And I got, you know, 20 models, call, you know, built and, or, you know, 35 models built and based and sanded and extra glue. So I'm going to try to do that, a little, a little something every day. So that's what I've been doing. What have you been building? I know you've been working on some stuff because you've been getting your warriors to get back together. Yeah, not. I mean, so I've been busy, like I just spent way too long talking about. But the uh, so since the warriors have come out, I've I've 
started pulling those back out of the box. I've been playing ogres and my chaos dwarves quite a bit, and I've now started pulling my warriors out of the box. I, all of my warrior stuff is 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 we'll call it classic. <laughs> it's all it's all pretty classic. I don't I don't know if I have any of the current range of models in my army. I don't think any of them are. Uh, so the Marauders and those Warriors; those are the old ones. The Mar- well, I do have Marauders. I haven't taken any Marauders since the, since, <laughs> since the, the new, new stuff came out. But uh, my, no, my Marauders are new. The Warriors are all old. So okay. we're all talking like like. Uh, I mean, my figures probably go back to fourth edition <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> of, of Warriors. So um, I've definitely got some old like kind of spawn like you know metal pewter Warriors oh, right, right. that are uh, that, that are fourth and fifth edition. Um, the so yeah, really just kind of uh, new additioning them. So I, I have seven or eight dragon prince or dragon princes <laughs> dragon ogres <laughs> that I, I've had to kind of create because I use them as with the man eaters in my ogres because my, my ogre army is a uh, chaos themed ogre army anyways right. but uh, so so I used them there so I had to keep them on the 40s so I made some just larger 50 by 75 bases that they're gonna they just rest drop in into, they yeah. kind of drop into there uh, just really trying to bring them up so I can at least play them I don't know if even though I love my warriors I don't know if my warriors ever again will be my tournament army I, I don't know maybe but um, uh, yeah, just just really getting them to, to a playable standard again, trying to get them to fit into the book. Really just having a lot of fun with this book. I've only played three games with the Warriors so far, but every every game has been a lot of fun in trying this, these new things. Both sides seem very even in every game. Uh, I, I felt, I don't know, you didn't feel like it was overpowered and cheesy in our game, did you? No, not necessarily. And, no. and, and really, it's not like I slaughtered you. It's just that I happened to kill your... Lord and yeah, you know we had a you killed a vampire and the game. I, I made I, I did a couple of bad moves and allowed you to triple charge my main unit. And once that happened, it was like, oh, damn! And when you're triple charged with a demon prince, six dragon ogres, six dragon ogres, and, and a block, uh, of, block Nurgle, of warriors, Nurgle warriors, you know, your yeah. ghouls are like, okay, we're dead. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I mean, that's been my hobby. Um, not a ton, just like I said, kind of bringing everything up to up, up to par, really, with the new book. Cool. And, and hopefully, you know, like I said, they're, they're not my show army that, I, that I'm really proud of. Um, right now, I really kind of like my Chaos Wars, actually. But that's, that, It's all converted stuff, too. It's, it's a really nice, you got a really nice army going there. So yeah, so I'm I'm kind of kind of confused about because I'm I'm more of a tournament player, so I'm I'm kind of confused right now as far as what my 2013 tournament armies are going to be. You know what what is my outlook look like for for the tournament? I I do think of it that way. Like what what am I going to take to tournaments? What am I going to really enjoy playing? And and you see that the people who are successful at the tournaments, really at the top tables, um, are the people uh, who take that one they, they army the, that list and they over they may they may change their list a bit, but they're they're just good at that army. Brad with his uh, with his Skaven, um, you know, Curry with his Dark Elves, and even when those people take. Other armies, they usually you know don't don't do quite as well. Except for Mark over in the UK, you yeah. heard about him. At uh, he took Skaven, I think, for his first tournament ever and won. But that's just yeah. <laughs> Skaven filth. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's my biggest problem is I don't get enough games in at all. And then 
until we really started doing the show and I had to buckle down and try to get better at this game to have any credibility whatsoever on the microphone. I mean, you ask Harrison. I mean, I brought, you know, Orcs and Goblins in one game and I played Warriors the next game and Wood Elves the game after that because I was always – now it's like I – I mean, I don't think I've played anything except – I mean, I had uh, – in the campaign, I would sometimes play one of Harrison. I had to play one of Harrison's his, when he played Skaven. I had to play one of his games. Well, your, your VC are fun to play against. They just, uh, I, I find it fun to play against. And Chris said he enjoyed it too. And I, seriously, I have, I've been playing nothing but VC for like a year and a half now. Well, much more than the old VC. I hate, I, I, I the, the raising zombies in front of you no matter where you want. That was a little annoying, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can still do some of that now, and it's actually you know, now it's not even worth points for you. But but I think before we couldn't, you could do that. Every single guy could do that multiple you could times. Spam a cast. Turn. You yeah, could spam it was cast. just yeah. That was what was annoying about it. This one, you know, how many guys have it? How many times you can cast it, et cetera, et cetera. They've they've balanced that army out really well. Yep. So, well, then that's it for the toolbox. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, uh, looks like we're going to start talking about uh, some. Warriors of Chaos. Warriors, come out and play. Okay, I had enough challenges in the last episode. No more challenges, okay? I'm I, I'm against that challenge. Did you? I'm not I, doing you it. You saw me on Twitter? I'm not doing it. I'm against it. I'm, I think I'm, it's fact, I'm saying it right here. I'm not doing it. <laughs> He's not giving up. We, I know he can do it. He knows he could do it if he wants to. And that, and that's it's spending the a lot of money on stuff that he doesn't need to spend money on. And it's, uh, you know, I, I want to play against this fully painted uh, VC. Well, and, that, you know? and that's what it came down to is just a few voices of reason. You, uh, Ryan Nickel, Rotor. We're like, what the hell are you even thinking about? I'll tell you, I would do it. In fact, the only reason I'm even considering doing it, I would love to play the secret agent mission from... Alex uh, at at Adepticon, but the point is, really, I can do it. I mean, I can do it. I can shut off all of fun. T- it's it's. I got. I have a mild bit of OCD. You put a thousand zombies in front of me and say, "Here, cut them all, build them all, paint them all." I'll assembly line the hell out of that thing. I'll get done with that in a few months. I won't have any fun. <laughs> and I'll never field a thousand zombies. And that's what it came down to. It's finally wrote about what Dave the hell? rage quit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought about it. That would be like, if I had 10 units with full command, that would be like 3,100 points of zombies. What am I going to do with that? Even if I put some vampires in the front of it and play a 4,000-point game and take 25%, I'm never going to win a game with that. And no, I'm going to have I'm gonna have a draw every game because no one's going to kill enough zombies. Well, and we I'm just not heard the voicemail, anything. right? We yeah. heard the voicemail from uh, from yeah, Greg with the thousand saying it, ah, it wasn't any fun to play because it was a draw. Yeah, you, exactly. I'm I'm not doing it. I appreciate all the people who are you know cheering me on, and I mean I've had at least half a dozen people email me and saying I'll I'll give money if it goes directly to buying those zombies, or I'll send you my zombies if you're really going to do this. I don't want them. I don't. I ain't painting them. I'm not painting. I have. 210 painted zombies and I have 40 more if I need them that I could build and paint I got plenty I ain't doing the challenge I'm not doing it I'm putting it out right there as much as I would love to have that scenario played out at Adepticon it there's no point everyone knows I can you just te- you know Chris is just teasing me to get under my skin I don't think he realized that I would actually consider it if he teased me enough 
So I, I'm saying it right here officially. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I think it's smart. I ain't doing it. So, okay, we'll be Everybody back. out there in listener land, give Dave a big hug and tell him it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay, it's Dave. Okay. We it's understand. It's okay not to take the chance. What's the matter, McFly? Chicken? Chicken? <laughs> right, we'll be back. That's perfect. Ryan Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. Welcome back to the garage, you tools. Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> and I came, yo! <laughs> that's uh, my new line. It used to be, that's what she said. Now it's, <laughs> and I came, yo! That's why every time I walk into a tournament, I just, <laughs> and I came, yo! I came to the tournament. I, I came up to the head table. All right, so Warriors of Chaos. I like this book. Um, just, I mean, the book. Like, if we're going to really start from the beginning, I'm not. I'm not that keen on the cover. I got to be honest. No, you don't like it. I like the the detail, but it, I'm, if I compare the old cover to the new cover, first of all, the old cover was in sharp, sharper detail. This one seems a little fuzzy, and it's just the pose is a little bizarre. Like he's got so much armor on, you can't even see his arms. And all you see is these two little hands sticking out, holding these two swords. It's very static. It's not. I mean, the first, the last cover was a little static, but here, I mean, it's just the other ones. You know, the the dancing vampire lord is standing, waving his fist, and the ogre screaming, and the guy from the empire's guy. He's just standing right there Dude, in the is middle. Is the author the same as the person who was the the author? I'm sorry, the the artist. For the covers, is it the same artist as I don't, the other? I don't think so. I know that the, the I know that at least the vampires. One I feel like some of the other different. ones looked a little bit more little, fuzzy, kind of like this as well. Yeah, I, I mean, some I of them are. There's a similar style. style. It's just uh, I I don't know. It's like 
It's not a bad cover. It's just very static. I mean, you I, look I at, like it. I think the fantasy it gives it that kind of fantasy older feel. I, I don't know. I really like it. I, I love the book. I, I love. I the love book. the book. I just uh, something about the 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 pose or something with the guy. Just it doesn't sit right with me. I just the, I find it. Did you notice it? Anybody who's listening to, if you've got the book in front of you, do like hold it up to the, the light. The guys and, all shiny. Did you in notice the background's that the guys shiny in the backgrounds now? That's yeah, the other weird. ones are like that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely didn't notice that. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Page. Really, my ogre book is like that too. Yeah, the ogre is shiny. Really? Okay. So let's see. Uh, Warhammer page two, written by Robin Credis, cover art by Adrian Smith. Oh well, now we can look up and see if he did the other cover art. Oh my goodness, we're really gonna go page two, page three. Oh, here we go. Empire, <laughs> shiny guy. Who did the Empire cover with the guy? I got his book right here. Paul Bonner, different guy, different written by guy. Robin Credis, though. There we go. So. Yeah, no, I just I was doing that because everyone jokes around and says Garage Hammer starts on page one and reads everything. So page three, why collect Warriors of Chaos? <laughs> why should we, Dave? Uh, we shouldn't. But uh, all what? right, so I'm just joking. Okay, so I'm disappointed with the fluff in this book. I have to admit, um, the first, the last book had like almost thirty pages with the pictures of fluff, and this one's down to. A lot less. In fact, when you're not counting the full pages of art, the last edition had 23 pages of fluff and a four-page timeline. This one has 10 pages of fluff and a two-page timeline and two pages telling us who the chaos gods are with a paragraph about each god and then giant chaos lord symbols. Yeah, it's more it's, in line with the new books, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to my ogre book, and my ogres only had... About as many pages of the fluff. ogres had way more fluff than did, in the old did book. They really? Oh yeah, oh, than in the old book. Yes, yes I'm, but... just com- I'm just comparing the books. Yeah, um, Empire seemed to be a little. They they pulled the timeline back, but I mean, it's just there's so much that could be said. And really, for a fifty dollar book, you know, and I'm and I'm not complaining about the price. It's true. But, there is a lot of other supplementary material already out there for Chaos as well. I mean, At 96 pages though, I'm thinking you could go to 110 and put in some of that other stuff yeah. in here yeah. and it's still worth a fi- I mean, it's a, you know, I'm just saying for that, I mean, I actually sat here and compared the book side by side. If you grab your old Warriors of Chaos book, which I haven't looked at the fluff in the Warriors of Chaos book in a long time, they have a giant picture of a corn lord and a whole page just on Warriors of Corn. And then they got the same thing. Look here. Yeah, I did Devotees notice that. Of there's, so many, there's the one page that just goes over the covers everything. Gosh. And look at this. These, full, I mean, they're black and white, but these full page cool colors: the Corn Lord, the Slanesh Lord. Here's the Nurgle Lord, and a page on Nurgle, the Zinch Lord, and a page on Zinch. None of that's in here. Um, they do cover like even the, with the Great Invasion. You know, that that's not even as fully explained in here. It's really it, they kind of just cover Archeon. Um, you know, they cover the area and the peoples. You get a two-page. It does have the Great Invasion, I'm sorry, but it's down to two pages from four. Uh, the, saga, the Saga of Archaon is four pages, and they do manage to work in all the other, like, characters. Right. You know, yeah. they work in Valkia. They work in, I even think, if I, yeah, the Twisted Twins Treachery. So you've got the... Uh, is that village? Yeah, Twisted village twins? is so okay. basically all the all the characters in the book they managed to work into the storm of you know the Archeon's attack to sort of you know justify their special characters in the fluff. Um, it's just it, there's a lot less. You know you don't you don't hear. I don't even I don't know if uh, 
I don't even think I don't think uh, there's anything about Sigvald in here. Uh, it's just it's it is a lot shorter. I mean, I just read. I'm like, wow, this is really good. But I'm like, I want to go compare it to what the last book was. And I was like, damn, there's just so much less of it. And so I kind of wish there was a little bit more. From the from a perspective of someone who enjoys the fluff, I'd like to see a little more there. You do get a lot in the individual pages about the. And I'm trying to think. In the old book, you've got that there. Did they give as much fluff on the individual in the bestiary? Did okay, they give so as much fluff as they do here. So they did incorporate they, a lot of fluff here. And I mean, if you look at each of the the, I know this is great radio. Here, look. No, okay, uh, Valkia is actually just about the. Same and as in turn. In fact, there's just going size per size. Uh, it looks like. Oh, I think it's actually identical. I think it's word for word. Valkia is the really? exact same fluff. Village the Cursling, who, by the way, much better picture than the old Village the Cursling picture. I agree. I agree. The with old that. Village the Cursling, they had the weird picture with the brother with the face that was just like. Bah. But let's see, once there was a pair of twins. <laughs> what, what did the face say? Look at this. Look at the picture. It's right here. Blah. Yeah, no, okay, I remember. Guys, get the I old remember. book. It's look at page weird, 77. It's like his eyes ball. are rolled yeah. in his head. The tongue's lolled out. He's like, blah. Uh, yeah, word for word. It's the same stuff. Wow. Word for word, way, the same. Way book. to point that now, out. The magic items and stuff like that, you know, it, it's different. But the actual fluff is word for word the same huh. for the characters. Neat. So, I mean, it's, and it's good, don't get me wrong, but they just, they chopped so much out of, the because even the Empire stuff, they managed to find ways to work in things like, oh, hey, we went out in the forest and found all these, uh, what do you call them, what are the, what's their Monsters Cave called again? The Monsters Cave? The, the, uh, the Empire. Demigriffs? The Demigriffs. Here, there's a, there's a short mention of, uh, you know, oh, they brought a slaughter brute. Okay. Didn't know they had those. Yep, they did. Honest. Trust us. We didn't mention it last time because you didn't know how to build the model. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's like I said, I'm, it's it's good fluff. It's really well written. Um, it's compelling. It really gives you a feel for the, the lives of these people out in the chaos wastes and why you would choose to be one of these people and look for this greater glory of chaos. It's It's just... It's a lot less than it used to be, so I was a little disappointed. Well, it did. I, I only got through the first, what, well, looks like three. I just got up to the Chaos Gods page. That's all I've had time to read so So how many far. pages? Like four? Is that, well, yeah. te- technically without the full goes up page. to page 10. But, yeah, without the full page pictures, probably four or five pages. Well, then you're halfway I mean, it's, through. It's so. interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. No, it's, it's, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying they really trimmed it trimmed it back a lot. Uh, some people were complaining how in the Empire book they rolled back the timeline to the beginning of Storm of Chaos. So I actually went and looked at the two, because this timeline in the old book is four pages, and the one in here is two pages. They trimmed a lot in the middle, but each timeline literally ends right at the year 2522 where Archaon leads his army. So the timeline is not as at the exact same year, exact same place okay. of the Storm of Chaos starting. So Okay. Th- this it's just they just chopped a lot of the stuff out of the middle. They they just they really streamlined it. But uh, so I, you know, again, I, I feel like there's a lot of support for the chaos. I mean, pretty much every story you read is infused with chaos. I mean, they they are the well, the, the, the antagonist of the. 
Antagonist, antagonist, yes, antagonist yeah. of the Warhammer world. <laughs> of the Warhammer world, and and there's a lot to support that. Anything from the old, uh, what were those books called that were just each book was the Chaos God. Oh, the, well, the, the Liber Necros was the book yes. of the Texas, and then they had the Liber Chaotica. Chaotica. That's what they were called. Yeah. yeah. So they had those, which aren't in print anymore, but you could still find them on eBay or whatever. You can find had. it for a small fortune because I tried to get it, and they actually had it at Games Day in a special bound edition with all all of them in with there, all four of them. But right. it was like I think it was like eighty bucks or a hundred bucks and I was like oh I really want it but I can't that's cheap for GW isn't it well it will for four books combined in one you know so they were getting a lot of stuff but I still was just like oh I can't I just can't so but here why don't we move into what people actually want to hear which is let's talk about what we hear in the book army special rules page 24 so um demonic attacks uh they're magical I I love this. This this was not outlined quite as clear in the old book, and uh, I don't think that the demon prince had demonic attacks in the old book. Uh, I don't know if you want to reference. I think that's one of the things that was not as powerful, so he was easily taken out by chaff. Might have been. Let's see. I don't see any rule itself that says demonic was, attacks. Even if he was demonic, he I don't think he had magical attacks himself. Can weapon cast will of the gods? Oh, no, wait. Uh, where is he? Demon prince. Uh, I never took him before, so I guess that's. I mean, I, I, I took him a couple see, of times. Terror but. fly stubborn unit strength three scion of chaos and will of the gods. No, it says yeah, nothing no. about him being magical. Yeah, he just wasn't as good. I mean, yeah, they've right, really. But I love the demonic attacks. You see it all over. There's several, uh, including the Hell Cannon is now magical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. But uh, but yeah, having demonic attacks, they're uh, you know they're, so they're magical attacks, um, as if the the four spirits. Yeah, basically they got the five up ward safe. That was their right. sign of cast. They had the demons ward safe. Right. Correct. But they did not they have, have magic. There's attacks. nothing else okay. in there. No. So. Uh, so but we I, get that, and then there's the Eye of the Gods. If you have this rule, it basically all, almost every unit champion is going to have this rule. I say almost because it's not everyone, but it seems like almost all of them have the... Uh, and I like, was it a monster before? Um, so these are some things that I, you know, just noticing looking, and I'm glad that you have the old book, too, to reference. So as we're looking this up, I'll keep... Chatting and chatting, but sure. um, that's uh, that's something that I didn't remember ever before. If they killed a monster, they got to roll on the Eye of the Gods chart, too. Oh, okay, I know right, it was right, always right. in a challenge. Let's see. Uh, chaos models that may have challenged must do so. They may not refuse. Roll whenever they kill an enemy character in a challenge. It must be direct rolls or kills a model with a large target special rule. Oh, okay. All right. So or so kills if you a kill a large target, target so or so yeah, that monsters. was the old rule. Now right. it's just monster, whether it's large target or not. Because so. well, large, yeah, large target just does, almost doesn't mean anything anymore. So. Right. Right. So any any monster. So so either the gods the they have to, to challenge or right. accept challenges. Uh-huh. So basically, the accept challenge is basically. If I choose not to challenge and I'm it's my turn, you have to. So so here's the so here's the wording of the um, uh, of the rule. Uh, they can never refuse a challenge, and if possible, must always issue one. 
Uh, if there are several Chaos Champions involved in a combat, the controlling player chooses which will issue or accept the challenge. So so that's the if possible, because you can't issue more than one challenge. So if yep. you have two characters in the unit, obviously it's not possible for both of them. Correct. Correct. So, so, but if you have characters in the unit, he's, if it gets challenged, one of them has to accept. You can never refuse. He, so and here was my question in the notes and may come up in, in the FAQ is... If you have two, it actually came up in our game. If you have a character without the Eye of God's rule, which is the Demon Prince, you're going to see it in every army. Uh-huh. So if he's in the challenge, as well as a character, I mean, if he's in a combat oh, as well as a character has Eye of the gods. with an Eye of the Gods, which so says if possible, but so so when does the if possible come into play? So if I oh if so I if challenge with character- my if so if I challenge with my Demon Prince first, then it's not possible for him to challenge for the other champion to challenge oh so that's that's you know what that's a good question i didn't think about that but you're right that, that came up in our game because it's possible for him to challenge so does he have to be the one who challenges instead of because if if i declare the demon prince's challenge first who doesn't have the eye of the gods role then it's not possible anymore or we played it that because it says if possible, we played that the if possible comes before combat. And so, yes, before combat, it's possible for him to challenge. So he has to be the one. So my demon right. prince didn't. But I'm, I'm just wondering if you, if I'm you not can certain. do that. Can you not, if, if they're both in combat, does that mean the demon prince can't challenge then? That's a good question. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So that, that's a question. Maybe, uh, you know, listeners tweet when you're listening to here. Tweet what you think your response to the answer is because I, I really don't know. Uh, and, and as a TO of a tournament, I'm not quite sure how I would rule that until it would come right down to it. It might almost be a roll-up of a 4-plus for me. That's actually, I have no idea. That's a really good question. If you have two characters, one with Eye of the Gods and one without, can the one without Eye of the Gods challenge instead of the one with or does the one with have to challenge okay no idea so that's my question this is as i was going through the book kind of getting ready for this i I came up with questions some things that i think are good things that i think are dumb so i'm just going to be throwing in my insight i haven't played with everything yet in this list but just with my experience with warriors um i'm uh gonna try and point out some things that i I notice that are a little bit different um kind of like i mean the large target the monster that's definitely something different so any monster that you kill you get a roll on the eye of the gods chart that's really great to know yeah they also clarify in this that um, the you cannot increase your characteristic above 10 or an armor save beyond 1 plus in which the old edition I think it said you could go down to a 0 plus right right yeah. well, and you can actually I think there was some guy some character we only just got down to like a negative 1 I remember at one really? point yeah I don't yeah I mean that. there's like like ridiculously low so okay so if you if you kill them in the challenge they can't run them down afterwards it has to be them who delivers the blow then you roll on the eye of the gods table eye of the gods table's changed a lot and i like it um i i think first of all you lost the 4 plus ward save thing which is what everyone was always looking for I will say this, you know, people have, you know, oh, the book's going to get cruddest, and cruddest wrote the Tomb Kings, and that was weak, and the Empire is not really as strong as these other books. You know, love those books or hate them, they're balanced. Right. This not only seems balanced, but it seems to follow the fluff. If you roll a two, 
The gods are not too pleased with you. You rolled poorly. Yep. You could turn into a chaos spawn, or if not, you wind up being stupid. Okay. So you wind up being stupid, or you lose your leadership minus one leadership. If you're already stupid, so if you roll poorly, you either get stupider or you have to roll pretty darn poor to turn into a spawn, though, because well, you got to roll the deuce, and then you uh, have to what is it? Roll uh, the deuce. Yep. And then let's see. Then you test your own unmodified leadership. No rerolls. If you pass, you just get stupid and then get lower and lower leadership. If you fail that, you turn into a spawn. Well, it's the the two opposite ends are the complete opposites of, of each other. So if you roll a two and you fail the roll, you turn into a spawn. Right. If you pass the roll, the roll. You get stupid. Get stupid. Which and if you're already stupid, your leadership drops by one to a minimum of two. So so stupid can be used to your advantage because you become immune to psych, right? So so that that can that can help you out in some instances. True, but you never want to be stupid because you got to. I mean, you got to roll every turn, right? Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, it, in most cases, it's a negative. You really don't want to just bumble forward and fill that roll. Then open. on the exact opposite. Yep. So on the on the opposite, you roll the, a twelve, and if you fail the test, instead of passing the test, you get insanity. Failing, you become a spawn. On this one, failing, you get stubborn, and if you already have that, your leadership goes up. Right. And if you pass, you become a freaking uh, demon demons. prince. I mean, that's pretty. Um, this really follows oh, that with the from fluff. from Dogma. Did you see that movie? It's like I'm a, I'm a freaking <laughs> demon. <laughs> freaking demon. I don't think he said freaking, but whatever. Um, oh. maybe you did the, so uh, yeah, I love the eye of the gods table with one exception. And I think you know what that exception is. It's the, the evil eyeball. What? A, Plus a, one ballistic skill. What a dumbass thing to do. <laughs> I, I mean, w- really why? I mean, I, I mean, do any of you have a shooting attack of any sort? They, I mean, they're the one. So the Marauder horseman who the champion can have. The Eye of the Gods, they can have, I think can they, I think they can have javelins now as well as throwing axes. And that's it. That's it in the entire army. There's nothing else in the army. So, so I mean, in such a minuscule situation, which is almost never going to show up, you're going to have guys getting enhanced ballistic skill. And I can't think of a single other time in the game... When ballistic skill, there's never like a ballistic skill test or, or, or you so, know, but match that's, your that's ballistic you skill a against three. another so guy. If, okay, if you roll a three, you get a useless skill. As opposed to if you roll a two, you could turn into a spawn. You know, I mean. Yeah, but but it's, but it's useless. Why do it? It's true. almost like I'd rather, you know, it's almost annoying now. It's almost like why yeah, don't you, you say give nothing Give Strider happens. or something, you know. Yeah. You know get, there's so many different things you could give them. Yeah, so many rules in the game. Why that? And an, another thing that I noticed is that in the old edition, they seem to. So, so obviously, anybody who plays this game knows that you know the seven is the most common. And then as you go out towards the um, towards the outsides of the numbers, that's that's harder. It's it's less likely to roll those things. So they put the better choices in the old list. They put the better choices towards the outside and uh-huh. then towards the inside. You know, towards that seven, the seven, the six, the eight. We're the not quite as great bonuses, and then right. as you so here that you know the three is a ballistic skill. You know, even though the odds of rolling that are a lot less than anything else. Right. I, I, I don't. Well, know. I mean, if you go with that, then at the seven, you got the best odds to roll that. 
Reroll one failed roll to hit, yep. roll to wound, or saving throw till the end of yeah. your next Where, turn. Whereas the seven before used to be just nothing. Right. So And it's only till the end of your next turn. So you only, I mean, whereas everything else, you just get it as a permanent thing. Seven yep. is like the quick bonus. Here you get a little something, but really. Which is okay. And I'd rather have another quick bonus or something mm-hmm. like that for the three. Well, you uh, figure it's a, funny because plus one ballistic skill if you look annoying. at these, the you got two and 12 and seven. Uh, you know the common ones, and then the, the the upsides, and then there's eight others, and six of them are statistic bumps, and then there's plus one armor, and a six up ward save or plus one to your ward save. You right. know if you're right. Yeah, I mean, all of them are similar to the old ones. I mean, they're good. Plus one initiative is kind of meh. Um, plus one ballistic skill, like you said. Ugh. I mean, but but the rest of them are okay. Yeah. Weapon skills, decent. Toughness, weapon skill, initiative, Your attack, strength. weapon skill is usually pretty beefy anyways. One thing I did notice, too, so but if you... But that plus one of the weapon skill could be the difference between someone rolling a four against you and yeah, a five yeah, against you. That's true. You. It's true. You know, and then if you're Nurgle... And you get a plus well, one we, to your weapons. Yeah, we found out. We'll talk more percent. about that later. But yeah. we found out in our game how good those stacks can be. So. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is I saw that spawn. So the spawndom and the demon hood. If you turn into a spawn, you keep none of your items or powers. If you turn into a demon, you keep all of your items and powers. So if you're a champion and you've already got, you know, several upgrades, now you're a demon with those equivalent upgrades. I mean, that's, that's terrific. Yeah. You just, you just hulked out is really what happened. Oh, yeah, you just, exactly. Your armor just ripped apart and you are set to go. Exactly. So, I, like I said, all in all, I like it because it's it's got some good bonuses. It's got one useless bonus, but it's got some good bonuses, and it really seems to stay within the fluff. The gods are granting you all these perks. You're just getting stronger, faster, yep. Yep. bigger. You know the armor save. Okay, you know they they have that whole part in the fluff where if you do well, your armor becomes one with your own body. So even the armor save going up makes sense. Right, right. And it's just the more, it's like. It's not just killing. It's not just stacking up skulls. It's getting those characters. I am killing. I am showing that I am better than any of these other champions of these so-called other heroes. And every one of them I peg down, the gods give me a bonus. It's right. it's just it's really cool. I like it. I like I like how it sticks with the fluff and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the Eye of the Gods table, it is what it is. We'll talk more about that when we get to the War Shrine as well. I've got some, some, some insight on that. So the, the, the Marks of Chaos, let's, let's talk about those. So sure. it didn't change a ton. Uh, the, the Mark of Corn is the same. And I'm really sad that they did not clarify the Mark of Corn and Mounts. Have you heard this? I've, I've for multiple, for, I think two bits in a row now. We've we've been asked about uh, what the what is the ruling going to be on the mark of corn and mounts, uh, oh, so it and gives on it- a chariot. So the rule I think with frenzy says that a frenzied model, if a frenzied model is mounted, then the mount doesn't get the benefit from being frenzy. But this is saying that a model being a model and its mount, a, a mod, you know, a model and its mount are one model. Right. So, or or a, a character and his mount are one model. And if you give it the mark of corn, it says a model with the mark of corn has the frenzy special rule. So um, 
it's it's kind of gone back and forth. A lot of tournaments have ruled that yes, the mount does get frenzy. Right. So, um, if anybody has any clarification on that, you know, I'd like to hear about that as well, or what their opinions are. Uh, go ahead and, and Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter, throw up some comments about that. But other than that, the, you know, Zinch is the same, um, except for now it's instead of wizards having one extra power level, this is they're gonna they're gonna reroll any of their channeling dice rolls of one. Right now, did you hear the did you hear the dumbness on this? It doesn't say only one reroll, so I guess there's some game clubs so, out there who every they're thinking that you can reroll it twenty times. If it keeps coming up one, you can reroll it twenty no, times. No, no, yeah, I, and and I did, and I, I was pretty blunt, and I was like, you just need to find smarter game club then to play with because it well, says blatantly in the BRB that you cannot. Well, and they're like, and this overrides it, but it but it only overrides it if it contradicts. There's no contradiction yeah, there's here no, saying you can keep rolling. It says reroll, and if you look under rerolls, it says you get. Yeah, there's one. no contradiction. So yeah, so, just to clarify that. Um, I mean, Nurgle got better. Oh, now it's only yeah, it's so. only it's in only close, close combat. combat. It's, yeah. It used to be minus was it minus one weapon skill and minus one ballistic skill. Right. So it was minus one to hit shooting, but it wasn't minus one to hit in close combat because minus one ballistic skill is minus one to hit. I mean, that's in what this, it is. In this edition, you don't see nearly as much ballistic skill shooting anyway. Right. Um, and the, minus the one to are hit equipped. is freaking huge, right. though. Yep. Especially, with, awesome. especially because their your chaos warrior is a base five, so against crappy models that have a weapon skill of two, yeah. which there's a bunch of them. Hell, my zombies are one. There's some of the human models have two, like the weaker models. Uh, they're hitting going from five to sixes. I mean, you're going to see this as a, as a theme throughout. I think is that that the Nurgle has been buffed, and they say that they always change things with each edition. Try uh-huh. to you know things that were crap were good, and things that were good were are crap. The the Mark of Nurgle is definitely something that got a boost, not only from the Mark of Nurgle, but the magic, as we will see, and just, just a lot of how that works together with the army, I think, makes Nurgle a, a, a primary choice, really. Yeah. Um, the the only thing you then have to worry about, anybody with the Mark of Nurgle, you're, you're going to still have, uh, with the, a few exceptions like Demon Princes, you're, you're going to have the issue of uh, psychology you still have to deal with. So, uh, speaking of that, though, the Marcus Slanesh is the same, uh, where if they, if the majority of models in a unit have the Mark of Slanesh, the unit automatically passes any fear, terror, or panic test it has to take. So that's great. They just automatically pass that. And I think that's, you, you see a lot of the Marcus Slanesh being used in chaff. Just yeah, so, exactly. So, so that they don't run away. I mean, having chaff that doesn't run away, that's usually the weakness to any chaff units. Uh, I, I think that's great. And is, I mean, isn't that pretty much what they had before, though? I mean, I think yeah, that's the yeah, same. That's, that's pretty, it just, pretty close it, to the same. Yeah, it works. Because I might remember be a I took a ton of that back in 7th edition, back when one more model in your enemy's undead army meant you auto-break. Right. So yeah. when I was playing, when I would play Warriors against, because the only time I really played a lot of Warriors was against Brad's VC. And so everybody was Mark Slanesh. I'm like, everybody, I'm like, I'm not running away for stupidity. Right. The So did, did you notice what's missing? What special rule is missing from here? No. No, you didn't notice? It's a real big one. And I, I haven't heard anybody talking about it. It's it's pretty big. In the age of the battle standard, it hasn't been as prevalent, but it is pretty huge. The, the will of chaos is gone. 
Oh, you know what? I noticed that when I was looking at the at the book before. He said you got to re-roll all failed. Uh, what was it? Panic? Any, anybody that has that rule, and I think even the dogs had that rule before, in that they could re-roll their panic checks. So even if you had guys out on the flank or anything that weren't immune to psychology, they could re-roll panic tests. But from now that you've the got board. the you've got the re-roll from the BSB. Right. You don't necessarily still need good. it as much, although it might be nice to be able to get out of that BSB yeah, any, bubble. Any flankers or any, I mean, because terror, like terror tests, when a terror causer is charging you, that's still a panic test. So you used to get to reroll those panic tests. Not, a, I don't think in close combat a fear test is not a panic test. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a big rule, and the Warriors lost that. And I, I think that uh, if you see a lot of units going for Excuse me. Uh, um, going for the mark of Nurgle um, and the mark of Zinch, you're going to have a lot more concerns about panic or about leadership because really they're they're, they're a just above average leadership. They don't have the leadership of dwarves or or elves. Even they are you know just a pit below some of those high tier. So they still can run away. And for having such expensive models to to have them run away is uh, is disheartening. No, no kidding. I, I agree a hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's. Uh, but I mean, you know what? Maybe it, who knows? Maybe they play tested it and it was too powerful, so they did dump it. Yep, yeah, it you know, it, it's possible. And plus, obviously, the special rule of chaos armor. <laughs> oh, the yes. four up chaos armor, armor, the really yeah, good wizards, armor. Wizards can take it. All that kind of good stuff. Yep. So uh, you know what? Let's run into lords then. Let's take a let's take a look. You know what? Uh, I think we're gonna just because we've been doing these special character segments, and we did warriors recently, and they haven't changed the actual Not big characters really. too much. No. Let's S- just skip, skip over it. that. Yeah, yeah we'll that's just, fine. Just do the generic characters because really that's that's where the most fun I think can be had. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that's 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 the re- I figured out finally. When we were playing Kings of War, when I was playing that with Christopher, this is why I love Warhammer better than all these other games, and especially fantasy, is you can customize your character I, models. I agree. I agree. And and that's I, the I one love, thing that I feel is missing from Kings of War, too, is that customization. Well, but it's also missing from War Machine. It's missing from yeah, Hordes. It's yes. missing from Malifaux, which I love Malifaux. Yep. But I'm just basically picking a list of characters and playing with them, whereas here... When you get to make your own character, I feel invested in it. You know, I wrote this guy up. I picked his weapons. I picked his items. I put this guy together. If you really want to get the fluff, I gave him a name. This is my guy, you know, as opposed to other things. So, so before we get into the actual army rundown, um, sure. I, I, I opened the book. Uh, so I, I went, I picked up my book Saturday, bright and early Saturday morning, um, and was just flipping through it. And, and I was drooling. There's so many options in here. And that's why uh-huh. well, I'm sure we're going to buzz through it pretty quickly just because there's so many, <laughs> I doubt it. No one so us. many options. Yeah, we'll get, we'll go off on tangents, but the, there, there's so many options and that's what made me drool. I mean, I mean, the, 
just so many cool options that, and you may have had those before, but now some of those become a lot more prevalent. Some of them oh, yeah. become oh, yeah. uh, a lot more usable, and 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 I love it. And and nothing stuck out as being overpowered to be, but nothing stuck out as being really underpowered either. Everything seems pretty much like a solid choice in the list, and and it, it excites me. Here's the thing: I've now, and you know, I mean, Chris is joking because I wanted to do this one for our last episode. Like we had the book and we would have had it for like three days. And right. we want, I, and I, cause I love doing first impressions. Cause honestly, and I, I look at everything and say, oh, wow, that's awesome. But you guys have a little more analytical viewpoint than I do. So <laughs> we all get together and we start picking it apart. Um, but Chris actually made a joke because I know you like to do the reviews while the ink is still wet on the book. <laughs> but, um, you know, having a couple weeks to sit back, I've been listening to other podcasts, and I keep hearing that this is broken, and that's broken, and this sucks, and that sucks, and this army's too overpowered, power creep. I don't see yeah, I'm not I, seeing I, it. I, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen it uh, so far. I haven't seen a giant power creep. I haven't taken any, like, you know, what you may call a power build yet. Right. Um, but the... I mean, I'd still place it below Ogres, you know, and that's kind of a first impression three games in. I place it right below Ogres. I'd say it's powerful, uh, more powerful than the Tomb Kings, more powerful than the Orcs, and more powerful than the Empire. Right. But. Well, I don't even, I mean, I'm not even, I don't know exactly if that's even necessarily. Power's arbitrary. Yeah, power's (laughs) arbitrary. I mean, because, you know, people are talking about different builds, and we can talk about this later, but you keep hearing about the, you know, the nine-model build. Yeah. Well, the nine-model build is great unless you go to a tournament where every tournament around here has a blood and glory scenario, and you just got a 20-zip loss because you walked into a 2,400-point game with a, a general and a BSB and no banners because all you have is monsters and chariots. Well, and, and, that's and you the, can't it, – it's the balance. I think that right there summarizes exactly what you were just saying is, is, is about um, – that's what excited me is that it looks like something that I can make a balanced list and not feel like I have brought a knife to a gunfight. You know, I, I feel like right. I can make a, a really balanced list and still have have a very strong list. So here's the first thing that excited me. The, okay. what, the first thing that, that when I opened it up and I looked at it is, uh, since we're talking about lords, and this is going to lump in heroes too, pretty much every freaking lord and hero can take a mount. And, and, and any of them just say, may choose a mount, and you've got a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 different mounts that any of these characters could take. None of them are really limited to different types of mounts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so an exalted hero may choose a mount. Uh, chaos sorcerer may choose a mount, and that's heroes. So you got a chaos dragon, a chaos steed, the demonic mount, which is basically depending on who you've got. Whether it's the well, well, that's just a generic demonic mount. Right. So that's not that's not a you know based right. on that that just has a a uh, a a stat line, and I think that that stat line's great. I mean, a demonic mount is actually oh, pretty yeah. pretty sweet. And then you've got the strength, four, strength five, you've got tough the five. the Steedus Lanesh, the disc, the palanquin, the juggernaut. Uh, you could put them on a on a war. Uh, can you put them on a war shrine? Yeah, you put them on a war shrine. Mount you, them on a war shrine. One of the two different chariots you could. Put a, the lords can go on a manticore or a dragon. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton yeah, of yeah. stuff. O- only lo- lords. I mean, that's a re- you know one restriction, and it does have like for for barded chaos deeds, you've got a different point level for lords or heroes. But other than that, little bit of restrictions there. Oh, I mean, that's 
phenomenal. I mean, to be able to uh, have everybody flying around. A couple notes about the mounts that I that I found. Um, I, I think, kind of like we pointed out, I think the demonic mount for thirty five points is outstanding uh, to to really beef your uh, to to beef your character up to having an additional. Two two attacks that are strength five. And well, he's he tough is 50, five. He, it is fifty points if you give him barding. Yeah, well, but still for fifty points, it was fifty points before in the yeah. old book. It was a straight fifty, and it came with barding. Now you have the option to go barding lists yep. in case you just don't want to spend the points. Yep. But when you compare him to a regular steed, it just the stats he's, are yeah, so much so better, and he's got demonic attacks. Yep. yep. So he's got magical attacks. The thing causes fear, and it's he's just got a stomp. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that. That's great. And, and another thing that I wanted to point out. So, so the is it palanquin? How do you yes, pronounce palanquin. it? Palanquin. Palanquin. So the palanquin of Nurgle is pretty pretty neat. Uh, it's it's six attacks, but something I noticed it's strength three and and gets a stomp at strength three. I think it's the only thing in the game that has a a stomp, but yet is only strength three because it's a monstrous beast. Yeah, demonic attacks causes fear. It's not uh... a magical stomp at strength three. By yeah. the way. I mean, it's 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 the the palanquin itself is nothing special, really. Um, I mean, six attacks plus a stomp. I mean, that's well, yeah. okay. And here, under, and I think under attacks. the book, under listed under mounts. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically all it is. is you got little because you know, and basically because it's carried by nurglings. Those attacks are all given by the nurglings. Yep, yep. So that's why it's only a three. But uh, you're right. I mean, there's it's there's variety here. Yep. You could come if you're not worried. Uh, especially, um, you know, if you're not that worried, if you're willing to roll the dice on cannons being against you, <laughs> you could take all sorts of big stuff here. Well, in any of these, I mean, you can put a, uh, I mean, the, the demonic the mount, you could put in a in a unit of skull crushers, and oh, I yeah. think you'd, you'd qualify. Oh yeah, that, that would be a monstrous cab once you put him on a demonic or yep. on a monstrous beast. So, I mean, he would he would qualify. Same with the Juggernaut of Corn. Same with the Palanquin. You could put a Palanquin, and even though the move's only four, so it'd be kind of a waste, but maybe turn one or two, drop him in that unit of Skull Crushers for a lookout, sir. And he, and he could ride a Manticore. <laughs> and he could ride a Manticore. And that thing is just kind of awesome. Yep, yep. So, um, so I just wanted to bring that up first because, uh, you know, no, any, of these, sense. any of these lords we can take... You could put on one of these things. I mean, it's it's yep. that, that to me is cool. But they I could love before, the couldn't they? I mean, I'm looking at the old thing here, and you could put a cast lord on a dragon, a lord, a bard a lord, and steed, I don't, a I don't think either the hero choices could. Let's see, real quick. I'm I, I'm glad they I they could on some me. of the things. Like you could put them on a disc. No, a steed, a demonic mount, a chariot, a disc, a juggernaut, a palanquin, a steed of slanesh. Really? Yeah. So but, they had that many choices, but not all of them. But no, they had they have chariot, steed, and mount. The only two they don't have is the dragon. In fact, the only, and the manticore because well, they could okay, be on the manticore. So then they don't before. have the war shrine or the. Gorbis either, but, those but the War two. Shrine wasn't listed yeah. before for either of it wasn't, them. So. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. so they've still got mostly the same choices, but it's still, you look at this list, it's... I see them as being more viable now, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, before you just threw them in with your thing, I, I don't know, I, I I agree with you, there's there's a ton of variety here. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, and plus just the upgrades you could put on these things, too. You know, the, I, give the you can give the Manticore a four-up scaly skin... You give them a poisoned attack, multiple wounds, two. Yep. You know, I mean, there's just, there's just, you could just start dumping stuff together on these guys. So let's take a look here. Um, Lords, the Chaos 
Sorcerer. Uh, the Chaos Lord is the first list. Well, it's, yeah, it's, Pretty I mean, much the same stats as before. Yeah, he, he's the he's Chaos solid. Lord. He's solid. He's the guy that, uh, you know, no, nobody wants to face him in close combat. Uh, I mean, really no one. I mean, who are there any other lords from any other book? Vampire probably could stand up to this Chaos Lord. I, 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 I have and would throw um, my Dwarf Lord on shield bearers yeah, against him. Yeah. But not too many others. No, no. Um, what's interesting is, once again, it's the same stats, um, although they did streamline a lot of things. Corn, um, Zinch, and Nurgle marks are all 10 points, whereas before they were all different. Uh, Slanesh is still 5, but they were uh, 15, 20, and 10 before, so they've, they've, they've balanced it out. Could he take magic items to 100 plus 50 more of mutations of powers before? Yep. You could, could take okay, it, 50 right. gifts of cash. So it okay. hasn't really changed. No. Nope. Um, the only thing that's gotten cheaper is really um, the shield is cheaper. It's half as much. And the great weapon is cheaper. Other than that, uh, oh, and the additional hand weapon's cheaper. So the the additional weapons, the basic weapons have gotten cheaper. Okay. Other than that, it and the uh, and two of the marks are cheaper. Other than that, he's the same model, and that's still a good model. Right, he's still a good model. Oh yeah, uh, the sorcerer lord hasn't changed either. He can still have the hundred points. He can still have the marks. Uh, obviously, he can't take a mark of corn if you're a sorcerer. Right. Um, but the 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 marks actually have gotten cheaper for him. That's the only change. The marks are cheaper. Well, and here's here's the improvement here, and that is, you know, everybody was kind of uh, ooing and eyeing over is is the ability to take a couple different lures. So you got rid of heavens, which I, I understand. I agree with that, and and they actually put metal in, which is what I've always wanted to see with the warriors. I always thought, man, I wish I could have metal with the warriors. I, I tried it my first game that I played. Amazing, uh, g- glittering scales on a, a unit of warriors just makes that unit rock solid. So basically, yeah, you've gone ba- so cheaper marks and go- dropped uh, heavens in favor of metal. Correct, makes sense. So, so yeah, the the sorcerer lord with the mark of Zinch can take. Oh, okay. So they have to use either their lore of the same chaos god, or they have a respective lore. So that's Zinch cool. Can now take here's metal. Here's Crudus doing a little more of his thing, trying to work into the fluff. Exactly. So Zinch. Nurgle or Slanesh must use Zinch or Metal, Nurgle or Death, Slanesh or Shadow. Correct. And you know what? That makes sense. Shadow yep. with the speed and the and the and the using the leadership for your yep. strength makes sense with Slanesh. Death and Nurgle work together. Zinch and Metal. You know, because all the Zine stuff has the the what they call it, the warp fire, and now you're using serious it, fire. It allows you to make more themed lists with having more choices. So to be roped in, if you want to do an all Slanesh list, you you do have a choice. Then you, you're not just held to that Slanesh exactly lore, which is cool because before, if you wanted to take the mark, you were you, you were that lore, and yep. so it's only one choice. But it's a choice, yep. you know. It's there's something more to it. So they've gotten better. The problem is, and I don't know that it's a problem per se, 
is that the Demon Prince has gotten fantastic. Yep. yep. Which which he should have been. I mean, I remember I mean, whether or not you like the Demon Prince model, which I think it's a cool model, but it's not like as a Nurgle fan, he's not Nurgly. Like you can make him Slaneshi, you can make him kind of Zinchi. He definitely looks cornate. Right. Not so nurgly, no, you know. Uh-uh. But that being neither here nor there, he, you know, the, the guy drops by about 65 points. His stats get better. You know, a better weapon skill, better strength, uh, better initiative, better leadership. Um, basically, uh, Demon, okay, you, you can upgrade him for 40 points. What's no? What is? Oh, I just noticed he's got move eight without fly. I mean, if if you don't give him the fly special rule, you still move eight. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he's still marching sixteen. Demonic attacks, demonic invulnerability. What is demonic invulnerability? Uh, five up. Okay, demonic attack five terror. up. Oh, and unbreakable. And unbreakable. So he's no longer un. He, well, he, he wasn't unstable before. No, he, was he, he wasn't unstable before. I don't think he was unbreakable, though. No, no, no. no uh uh-uh. Oh yeah, the book does. The pages don't fall out in the new book, <laughs> like just happened. Um, what was oh, it? Oh, they will. Let's see. In mine, they will. I'm sure. Oh, and it's uh, it's the 35 points of wizard level instead of the 40. So this guy is just way cheaper. Yep. Yeah, way way cheaper. And how how I've been running it so far, just because I've wanted to to try the demon prince and right. also try some of the new magic, is you can take um, you could you can fit both a, a prince and a sorcerer lord, not both totally decked out right but you could take i mean what i've been doing is maxing out my demon prince uh-huh. and uh re- taking a sorcerer lord with one extra level and nothing else not and even just, a ward save nope, just bunkering in a, him in a unit okay so uh, you know i think you know if chaos sorcerer is an okay fighty lord but if he gets into combat and people usually direct their attacks at him because they know he's not quite as right. good which so. is why i was thinking if you can afford it just give him the war the four up ward Pendant. And again, it's because I've wanted to just try the magic and then also give him uh, and also try the demon prince. So that's what I'm doing so far. I don't know if that's a really competitive build, but uh, it is strong to have a both a level four and a demon prince flying around. So. Right. It's cool. Even if you leave him a level three, just to save the 35 points and, right. and buy him the, the buy him the you know maybe the ward save. That's I mean that's a lot of character. That's a lot of killing and a lot of magic. Well, the ability to take that. chaos armor is huge. I mean that was the thing before it couldn't take any any armor. So you know you'd have him flying around with almost no protection, and now you can get him to a you know if you wanted to you could get him to a one up, a one up three up if you took Zinch. Right. Right. I mean he's he's pretty. Uh, well, magic items, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get them to a one-up, three-up if you want. Yeah. It might be, you know, duplicating on some ward saves and things, but uh, you could if you wanted to just keep them alive, one-up, three-up. So you've, so you've got this character, and this seems to be the one everybody wants to take because yeah. you can make him almost unkillable. Correct. Especially like, if you want to trick him out, which, which what, what I'm hearing now is you give him that uh, ability to reroll the ones for the ward save. Right. So he's got a three up, but if you roll ones or twos, you re-roll the ones. Right. So it's, I mean, it's something like an eighty-some-odd percent chance to to get your ward save. Yep. I mean, right there, that's insane. 
Yep. You know, you give him that. You give him that he can fly. He's, I mean, he's badass as it is with his five attacks. Initiative eight. I mean, initiative eight. He's going before the vampire lord who always, and when I give him always strikes first, I don't get my rerolls because you've got a higher initiative. It's vicious. He is. He's, I mean, he's, he's awesome. And I'm, I was fighting him. I couldn't do any wounds on him. I'm I glad that's who I chose for our campaign now. <laughs> I took him as kind of a fluffy choice oh, as right, our Lord did. for our campaign before. Now it's, ha I get, I get a Damon Prince for my... Well, and now that I got the rules settled, I'm going to send it to everybody because I changed one of the little rules for picking a character. I'm not saying you can't pick that character. There's no change like that. But I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to sort of repick their characters. Plus, Chris was going to take an all-goblin army, and I think he's played it enough where he's not certain that's viable. So okay. I'm going to allow people to repick their stuff. But, yeah, that, dude, he's awesome. And with the ability to get more on the table for free. Yep. I mean, a couple of lucky rolls, and <laughs> you got a couple of these things running around. Yep. I didn't like facing off on one of them. You know? and, and you've got a lot of opportunity that that could happen because there's several of these items in here that we're going to talk about that allow you to roll three dice and then pick the two you like. So getting a double six is a lot more likely. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. So 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 something else to really note about the Demon Prince that I I actually in my my first read through did not catch okay. until I was actually putting together my first army list is that the Demon Prince is not marked. You can't give him marks. He's a demon of corn, a demon of zinch, a demon of Nurgle, or a demon of Slanesh. So if a demon of corn does not have frenzy. Okay. A demon of corn has hatred to Slanesh. Oh, that's right, because yeah. he is a demon of corn. He's not taking a mark. He, he is that, so he's, he's got different corn. rules. So, he's, so he's a, he's, he has hatreds of demons of Slanesh, and then he gets a plus one bonus to his strength when he charges for the rest of the turn. Demon of zinch. He can. He hates Nurgle, and, and he, he rolls. That's the reroll of, yeah, of the re-rolls one. Rolls ward save results of one, and wizards can also reroll channeling results of one. So yeah, de- <laughs> it's a demon of Nurgle. A demon of Nurgle has the hatred of Zinch, and he has the minus one, just like the Mark. And then uh, demon of Slanash isn't immune to fear, terror, and panic because he already is because he's uh, a demon. A, 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 <laughs> freaking he's demon. unbreakable, yeah. He, so, he's a freaking yeah, demon. Yeah, a, a demon of slush, and he's got the hatred of corn and armor piercing rules. So he's already strength six. Right. So, you're so he's, he's rolling on a strength six, but it's a minus 40 arms. God. Yeah, pretty pretty sweet. And uh, you know what? Here's here's another part of the fluff. Everyone was saying, you know, oh, well, we did you have the, the rules about the marks. We forgot to even talk about that. If you have a unit that's marked Nurgle, you cannot put any character with a different mark other than Nurgle into that unit. Well, and that's something important to bring up because as we're going through this list, we're, we're going through it kind of like we're going to pick, kind of like we're going to pick out our army and what we like. So that's important to make, you know, we need to know what, what units are we going to be taking, what mark right. are we going to favor when we choose what it is because otherwise we could have our, our, our Zinch Chaos Lord just wandering around and, yeah i got an all nurgle army nurgle. but here if you take that whole chaos or the whole corn all that corn army and then you take a zinch lord he's not going in any units there is no bunker to hide that guy right. in because he can't be in it i also love that they gave them hatred of the demons of that of their opposite right so if you go up against a, a demon's army or another warrior's army 
you know, God, at, at a tournament, it's not going to be quite as much of a, but it, it may lend you to, if you're playing a pickup game and you know your buddy's going to bring some demons of corn, it's, it's, it's fluffy, but also then actually a viable tactic to, hey, take, take. It's, it's a, it's a total fluff thing. Yeah. I really think, I mean, you don't, this is not something you can ever rely on. If it comes up, cool, but he still wrote it in there. A, right. you can't mix the marks in the units and stuff. They won't go together, any of the marks. But those two, they hate their opposite. And if they show up across the field, hey, you're not in my army. <laughs> I got no reason not to kill you. I think if, you know, the, I love if, it. If you take a demon of Slanesh, you go to a tournament, there's a pretty good chance you're going to come up against a demon army with some blood letters in it or a warrior's army with. And a so you got demon princess. And so you get some hatred. Yep, it's, yep. it's 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 just cool. cool. And especially, you know, a lot of people are taking uh, talking about Nurgle. I like I said, I've always been a fan of Nurgle. Uh, Elmer Swiss loves Nurgle too. But you got a lot of people who they love their magic. Harrison, Harrison would be going Zinch all the way. Right. Well, you get a Nurgle army walking up against a Zinch army. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> now they've got it's just it's a total fluff thing. No real impact on how I'm choosing my list, per se, or what I'm doing. But if that guy shows up across the field... You've got it's there. I just I love it. It well, does. I love my market corn demon prince that I've used <laughs> so far because you know he's not frenzy. He's not going to be forced to charge anybody. He gets that plus one strength when he's charged. I mean, a strength seven. That's you know your wound and toughness five dudes on a two, and I, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, how could you not love that? Exactly. Um, the fact that you're wounding toughness six and seven things on like threes and fours. I mean, I think. The worst you're going to show up with the exception of the stupid steam tank is like an eight. Right. And even then you're wounding that on fives. I mean, you're wounding toughness eight things on fives just with your basic attack. That's no, that's nothing to sneeze at. So the, the Demon Prince is what I've been seeing most of the talk on Twitter about is mm -hmm. really like, how do you catch yours out? What's going, you know, what do you, what do you put in it? It seems like there's some different, different, um, you know, some different schools of thought. Seems like it's who can cheat. You know, cheese it out the most. I mean, give give yourself a Nurgle Demon Prince. It's either totally trick it out or run it low and just try to run multiples. Yeah, and yep. then run units with run. There's your MSU excuse: is all of these guys might I I could have start with two Demon Princes and potentially have five on the board in a couple of turns. Yeah, I mean, a, a naked Demon Prince. Is still Move, nothing to moves see eight, at. marches sixteen across the board at you. Is strength six and has a strength six thunder stomp. I mean, it's not and a five up and a five up ward because if because if he's naked, he doesn't have the uh, chaos armor. Right, but he's still yep. got a five up ward. Yep. I mean, it's just so. I mean, it, that seems it seems to go from the choice nobody took unless you wanted a good comp score. To I mean. The funny thing is the Chaos Lord and the Sorcerer Lord are still the exact same choice as before. They are just as good. It's just the Demon Prince got a lot better. Um, so it's, it, it's, I think it's another thing that people want really want to take him. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm wondering if he's going to stay the top choice, you know, if he's going to hold this or if this is, you know, first love. Everybody sees it. Everybody's happy to see it. Because he is still really big. He still can't join units. I mean, I'll tell you this. When we played our game, I was really tempted to take dwarfs. Because I thought you were going to take a Slaughter Brute and some other big beasties that I would have trouble hitting. Yep. And I was gonna. I was tempted to show, when you showed up, to just start 
putting down blocks of hammers on the table. Like, okay, two cannons, couple well, of grudge All I want to do for the first while is just play some games, try and take an evenly balanced list, and, mm-hmm. and, and take some units that I just haven't tried. Right. So. Well, all I'm saying is, I mean, because that's the big problem. I mean, you know, I, it, it's funny because – and I, I think I had this argument with Christopher when he was on the show. You talk about this, and like, well, yeah, but a cannon could take it out. A cannon can, can take, take out anything, anything out. out. Yep, yep. That's the, you know, when you say, well, what, what's, what can beat this? A cannon? Well, yes. I hate hearing a cannon because that's the obvious. You know, that's like, you know, there's air here, you know. <laughs> well, I think, I think the argument there isn't so much a, of what can't a cannon take out, but it's, it's more like... You still have how, to. How many points are you giving up for that cannon? I mean, are you investing six hundred points in a guy riding a dragon that could be taken out by one, or is it a you know? Do you minimize it? Don't take any uh, you know? Don't take any upgrades. All right. And minimize and, and it. Two demon points. princes on the right. table, man. My cannon yeah. better take yeah. those things out faster, right. or else they're dead. So, even though it's not a perfect takeaway it is the, it, there is still that thing and maybe and at, you want to say 35 points just give them a couple a little bit i mean they got magical attacks so they can take out okay the, but i'm saying if you're going to give him the armor and have him flying he's already 295 well, yeah you don't have to give him flying okay so you don't give uh, him charging across so you, the field you give him the armor and you give him a mark he's at 270 so you don't even need to give him a mark why give him a if you're going for minimum you don't, if you're going for minimum you but don't I'm saying, need but if you to give him a mark at right. all but I mean, yeah. I know you liked the corn mark. I oh, mean, I some people might like, you know, he's already got the four, so give him the zinch mark, try to help his ward out, his ward save out. Yep. Because he's only got the five up. So for 15 points, helping that ward save a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, here's, here's my point. So you, you look at a, what's the big, what's the big ogre, uh, the, the, the one with the big tusk, the, not the thunder tusk, the Stonehorn. Stonehorn. Yeah. So the Stonehorn's 250 points. This guy's only 235 points naked, and I would take this guy any day over a Stonehorn. Well, I take a lot of things over a Stonehorn, too. Well, that's true. Yeah, but. yeah. But a lot of people are scared of that Stonehorn. So you have two Demon Princes rolling down either side of the board. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty... See, that, uh, naked with the Toughness 5, even though it's got that 5-up yeah, Demon Yeah, I can see Toughness 5, yeah. It's a, it's a little iffy. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering. Is this going to stay the top give, choice? Give, give one a charm shield. Yep. So two up. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to stay the top choice, or are people going to drop back to saying, you know what, I want to take my choppy lord, or I want to take my my sorcerer lord and give him the four up ward save or put him on a disc or whatever, you know, because those guys are still viable choices. Oh, of course. But you're seeing everybody. I mean, all the lists that I'm seeing people talk about i know brad went to a tournament which i was surprised that it was like what two days after the book came out and they were allowing the new book at the tournament and he totally won with it it's well brad goes to the the little the, the, the little league the, but not, still not to downplay the tournaments but he goes to like some eight and ten player tournaments and that's probably what it was probably it's okay, still two two days after the book i was surprised they were like yeah bring it you know but um you know, that's you just keep hearing all about the demon prince. He's the one to take, and I'm wondering if that's gonna, if if the love affair with the demon prince is slowly gonna well, wane. You, you know what? I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd throw my book down right here if uh, if I didn't love this book so much. But <laughs> the, you know, I'd throw it down. I'd say, I'd say, damn it, 
the demon prince is what you should be scared of. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is. It's a it's demon, prince. demon prince. You don't want to be afraid of it. It should be this good. Uh, yes, it should. And be it's expensive, good. but it's not. It's the thing is, it's not nearly. It's before you could not kit one out. I think completely for six hundred. It it should have the same impact of a of a bloodthirster or a, you know something some other big nasty demon on the table that you go you know if you see a bloodthirster on the board you go I got to deal with that and yeah that's the same feeling that I have you should have with the demon. Prince. Okay, so before a level four demon prince with a mark of let's say Zinch, okay, because we like Zinch, okay, was four seventy five, and then it could have a hundred. So five seventy five if you completely tricked it out with a mark of Zinch, okay, four ninety if you tricked it out with a mark of Nurgle. Here, this and one two thirty five plus one three, so four twenty. Totally the tricked four out. Levels, is that right? Well, the four levels is another uh, 140. Oh, 30, 35, not 120, yeah. 140. Yeah, 140 plus the uh, 15 is 155. So, four, so you're looking at 390, 490 if you if you did the same thing with this. So 490 versus... What, what was that, 575? Is that what you said? Yeah, well, that's 300, 400, 415, and another 160. Yeah, 575. Yeah, so for I the mean, same thing, reducing yeah. it by quite a bit. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge, but it also makes it. I I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's wrong. I think it's still a lot of points. You're still going to trick out about 500 points, which is almost your full. I mean, if you trick him out, you have no other lords. You've right. taken a, a good 20 percent of your army. Yep. For something that yes, you can kill it with a cannon, but it's scary as hell. Yep. And it should be scary as hell. It's a demon prince. You know, it's <laughs> it should be scary. So I do like it, and I, and I think it's fair. I don't think it's – I mean, people No, are, I, I don't think so either. I mean, it, it can still be – it can be killed with a cannon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, granted, the, the Zinch mark, you know, and then getting it – you know, tricking it out so it's up to that three-up re-rollable armor save where you're rolling – re-rolling ones on your ward save – that's yeah. I mean, I don't want to face that either. I'm not. That's kind of broken. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's. To, I, you know, I don't like to use the word broken, but that I think the biggest complaint you're hearing is a three up ward save where you can reroll your ones is just frightening. Uh, but that's the only thing about it that really oh, is over yeah. the top. Well, it doesn't give. Well, it won't. It won't ever be a three up because it doesn't add plus one. So well, it maybe so that's because a, it only that allows you to re-roll. Gifts? It only allows you to re-roll ward saves of one. Okay. So, so for a demon prince, you'll never see a three up with a re-rollable one. You might see it on a, you know, on the guy flying around on a disc. Okay. I thought there was something that you could. Yeah, one of, one of the gifts I think allows you to do the same thing. I'm pretty sure. Well, you get, well he, third, um, eye, third eye of Zinch, yeah, does the same thing. So, like, you have the guy flying around. So you can get him a four up ward save. Four with, up with the one. Re-roll with the one, one. okay. Yeah. Unless, unless I missed something, but we're just looking at it. Yep. But still, I mean, that's that. I God bless America. That would be something so annoying. You just keep hitting it, keep hitting it, keep hitting it. Because with that cannon, with that one roll, you only it's only got to save one wound before it multiplies out. And with a four up re-rolling the ones after, you know. Yeah, there's a good chance he's going to pass that. Right. So, but still, I'm looking at it thinking, yeah, I, I don't. It's I like I like this list so far. 
Yep. And so I know we said we're not talking about special characters, but I did already call out that um, for Screw City this year, it's a 3,000-point tournament that I'm, I'm taking Archeon. Just, uh, just just calling it out now. I'm going to take an Archeon list with the uh, with the knights that are the swords of uh, swords of chaos and just just going to try and go to town with that. I'm sure he'll be blown off the board every every game, but he's sweet. He kills a lot of stuff. Did I, I say have an Archeon sweet? model, by the way. Oh yeah. So if you need to borrow it, because oh, I know I you might. don't want to buy one, it's not painted. You're probably you may have to paint it. <laughs> you may have to paint it. I'm gonna paint all your figures here by the end, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not painted. If you want to take yep, it, it has yep, to be painted. Yep. I'm not gonna have time to paint it, yep. but you can. I might buy the Archeon model. It's a sweet model. It is a sweet cool. model, and I've, I've, Sigvald and Valkia would be a not bad combo either. At yep. three thousand points, you could take them both. No, you couldn't. That's seven seven eighty. Valkia's got an award save. I, I wouldn't put that many points into something without. A award I'm a save. big fan of Village the Cursling, though. I actually bought that model. I have that upstairs. Oh, the model's cool. Yeah, the, the, yeah. New, the new models. But I used cool. to play him. I would just proxy out a different model for him when I would play against Brad. I loved him. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on. We've got two heroes, which are I, th- I don't think they've changed a bit. No, nope. Just just that the again the magic selection. This is what I feel is one of the biggest choices is that uh, the the chaos sorcerer levels in the old book could only take uh, what was it death and fire or the lore or or the 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 lore of the mark death that they fire had. or the mark. From the lore, right. so yeah, so that's what they used to be able to have, and now I could take uh, metal and shadow on my little little dudes, and that to me is awesome. And the the so I as much as I hate shadow, and it's not to get the mind rays or anything, <laughs> but I love the with, with their high weapon skill. Um, Miasma spam is king. So reducing weapon skills. So you're hitting me on fives. I'm hitting you on threes. Right. Is is it's great. beautiful. So the heroes once again though stats are the same, points are the same, except their weapon choices all got cheaper and half of their marks got cheaper. Is the the chaos sorcerer hero is the same price? I, f- I feel like it went up. Nope. Oh, it did go up. It did go up. Chaos sorcerer. Uh, was 85 points. He's now 110. 110. Did anything change in the stat line or uh, anything? No? Stat line's exactly the same. He does have more options of lures, though, and maybe that's where the points change came in. Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing for mutations. The marks are, his for... marks are all cheaper, though. Okay. Uh, that's it. He's got cheaper marks. That's it. He's got cheaper marks and uh, far more... Uh, he's got metal and shadow added in there. Yep. So Bo- both great, um, you know, both of which have great, you know, signature spells. Right. So that that you know, if if you don't roll the spell you want, you can default to a great signature spell as a yep. as a support. Leader. Absolutely. All right, time for a break. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. Sounds good. And we'll talk core. Love it. folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? 
Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. Com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Welcome back, you tools. It's time for some core warriors. All right. I just got chills. Yeah. Six units. Didn't used to be six units. Used to be four. And then, uh, oh, no, it wasn't four. I think it was actually three. And then the the hounds, which didn't count as core. They didn't count as core. So they they were core, but they didn't count as core. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's see. What do we got? Yeah, there was. That's right. There were four units, but actually only three because the hounds didn't count. Let's talk about them hounds. They got bumped up. They're actually core. Uh, their stats all stayed the same. They're still six points a model, but now instead of the silly, still they still have the scaly skin. Now it's only a, something that I learned. It's uh-huh. only a six-up scaly skin. So right. scaly well, hide was, is only a six-up scaly. Well, skin. it was that. that it was, was the that same before. In the old book. Right. But for yeah. a point, it's, it, it was it was useless back then. It's pretty much useless now. Yeah. Yeah. But what's great is the poison attacks used to be three points. Yeah. Now it's only now they're one. one. Totally worth it. Yep, I think it's to- I think it is totally worth it just for that one odd chance that you roll the six. And what I love about them though is the entire unit may be upgraded to Vanguard for two points a model. Yep, that's awesome. It, it really is. It really is because you can get them right the hell up in the front. You're not charging the first turn, but you're all up in someone's face. This army's gotten fast. Well, I, I think that it really, you know, you have the ability to do that based on whatever your play style is. So you can, again, you can suit that that chaff. So Warhounds, you're not going to see anybody take a horde of, uh, of, of Warhounds. You really no. aren't. And no, I no, mean, no. Maybe, well, at some point, maybe I don't know. Maybe 10. Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Someone might decide to go with a unit of 10 instead of a unit of 5 just to back them up a little bit, make sure they live that one extra turn. You want to hold somebody up. But for the most part, I mean, they're they're not not much better than than the than the the dire wolves, right? Um, but that that ability to vanguard is a cool thing that was va- added. A in. Vanguarding horde of warhounds. How many points would that be? Uh, do they have poison? Yeah, with poison. So at nine points for a horde would be thirty. So that's two seventy. That's not bad for a horde of poison dogs that move seven. March fourteen. Just and, right up and, in your and face. And they're going to jump that first 12 inches right I'm, off now the bat. I'm, yeah, yeah, if they're Vanguard, and they're going to jump right up in your... And that's interesting. And <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't go first... Now, they, you, can't you can't charge, charge. on the first turn yep. if you go first. Can you charge on the first turn if you go second? Yes. <laughs> I mean... That's, I mean, that's neat. It, it, you know what? It, this is one of those... That's actually kind well, of viable. You've been just taking a lot of just 
just taking weird stuff in your list to see how things work, that's something to throw into one of your fun games just to see if it works. Yeah, that might and be. That, I've, I've got, got I've got tons of them. I've got. Do you? Because I've got, got about ten warhounds, but I've got forty dogs. Not, yeah, I don't have I forty got, dogs. I got forty yeah. dogs. If yeah. you want to borrow okay. them for warhounds, so that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying that. Now I'm just thinking out because loud they, again. They could yeah. slam into whatever chaffs there, and they could probably. I mean, you you either are diverting a big unit to stop them, or they're in your backfield ripping crap up. Yeah, because all the war machines that takes and up shaft, a lot of space, though. It's a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's okay. This is the insano choice. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying it isn't, but I'm saying if you do, you run back. To, they're going to have to pay attention to this, or else it's getting into the flanks. It's got these poison attacks. It's got a lot, of, dude. This is like this is almost like running up with ghouls, except they don't have the extra attack in the front rank. Yep. But that's almost like a horde of ghouls. They're poisoned. They're strength three. Not, I mean, they're not toughness four. They don't have the extra attack. I'm not saying they're as good, but yeah, definitely they're not. up there in the front two, and they're fast as hell. Yep. So that's, I mean. That's interesting. <laughs> it could be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, the Warhounds are good. It allows you to, to customize. If you're just taking units of five, um, it depends on your play style and what you're going for. I mean, if you if, if you want the vanguarding, the, the sneaky sneaky, unfortunately, they're not fast calves, so you can't. Just jump them around, and it's always been the downfall of the warhounds. But I mean, you, you can't jump them around whichever direction you want to go, kind of like the fast calves. So they're a little bit more static. They have to follow the traditional wheel. But still, for for you're talking for the 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 unit of five, even with the poison attacks, is thirty five points. Right? I mean, really? Come on. Um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why any solid player shouldn't put at least two to three units of these in their army. And I, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying it's a smart choice. It's not eating up your. Um, it's not eating up a yeah, ton of it's points. It's not eating up Dude, a ton of even, points. Even a couple of these units, two or three of these, just vanguarding them up there, right. they're all over the place. It's like, wait, now there's crap everywhere in front of me. I mean, that's just messing up your movement phase in yep. the beginning of the game because you've got to go after these things. you got to sort of get them out of the way. It's it's like that single saber tusk with the ogres. It's kind of like, you know what? They're, they're awesome chaff. They can move uh, pretty freely. I mean, they're still a little better because they're single models, so they can wheel as much as they want and right. free reform as much as they want, but they, um, man, this uh, the, these are for 35 points. I mean, what the heck? Now, there has been a, now let's talk about the units that have, not the two units that have just been added to core. Let's stick with the, we were talking these, uh, you know, ones that were already core. Marauder Horsemen. Yep. Now, Marauder Horsemen, they went up a point. Their stats are all the same. They lost Horse Lords. They do not get to re-roll their pursuit roll, which okay. was a cool rule. They went up a point? Did you say they went up a point? Marauder Horsemen used to be 13. Oh, that's all? Now they're 14. But oh. you remember you would take Marauder Horsemen in units of 5, or maybe if you were really feeling frisky in a unit of 10, right? Yeah, I always took my unit of 5. Okay, unit of 5. You want to put a mark on them. It was 30 for Corn, 30 for Nurgle, 20 for Zinch, 10 oh, for Slanesh. Yes. That's different. Because okay, I thought I pointed them up and they were less than Yeah, see, there's the thing. Two points a model. So it's only one point for Slanesh. So you could basically, for your unit of five, instead of spending 30 or 20, you're spending between five and 10 points to put a mark on them. Yep. So you're saving 20 points right there. That's why it's getting cheaper. So here's what I was pissed about. So the stinking goblin wolf riders, yeah. They, if you give them a shield and, a, a, and and light armor, they don't lose their fast cav. 
but yet the Marauders, you, you give them you goblins give them weigh about three of, pounds. You can give yeah, them a shield of light armor; they're not weighing down their mount. I know, but still, See, it's fluff, fluff, fluff reasoning, yeah, fluff Meister General here. Yeah, I guess, but it's like if you're going to you kind really of set that precedent in one true, book, but are you going to begrudge the through? Goblin Wolf Riders their their one extra pip of armor? I mean, I, I tell you what, it's annoyed me several times. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, the, but I'm saying it's it's not like they're the you know they're, they're not the, the, the goblin the, wolf riders the with, with right. the shield and 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 armor are not changing the game right you know what I'm saying yep. these guys you they're already going from a five up to a four up it's like okay so because yeah you can give them the shield so they're going from a five, yeah that I don't know. Um, they they really haven't changed viability in the overall. If you go, if you were a person who gave them marks, they've gotten cheaper. Yep, yep. Um, and I, I would always take Slanesh on them because if if they're meant to be a redirector, uh, I don't want uh, to break it and run it. Yep, don't want to break it and run it. Especially if you choose to flee, I, you know it actually that doesn't help anything. It doesn't help the rally because nope. it doesn't. You don't automatically pass those tests. Nope. But yeah, I mean, Marauder Horse have pretty much stayed the same. They're not. That great. The, the the biggest problem that I have with them is, and this is one of those rules that I hope Ninth Edition addresses. Was it used to be thrown weapons did not have the minus one to hit at long range because they were all just like throwing axes had a range of like six inches, right? And they they did they were not affected hand thrown hand weapons thrown weapons were not. Affected by long range, short range. It was just one range, no modifier. Now they are. They don't have that rule anymore. So the javelins and the throwing axes, which used to be like their bread and butter, run up and and throw this stuff. I at thought them. I read somewhere that they do not. They're not affected. The thrown weapons. They're not affected by unless they FAQ'd it. There is nothing in this book because that's 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 been one of the big bones of contention. Are thrown weapons also quick to fire, and then quick to fire doesn't suffer that? Is that maybe where that is? I, I don't know. They don't suffer the minus one for moving and shooting. They can always be used to stand and shoot, even so if the enemy is too close. And shooting. So, that, so long range. So if you're three inches away, or whatever it that's is, that's the thing. It's yeah. a six inch range for the thrown weapons and the throwing axes, because thrown we- a javelin uh, is quick to fire. The javelin has a twelve inch range. Okay. I don't know if it counts as a thrown weapon or not. But it used to be like the thrown weapons because they have the throwing axes too, right? Which are their strength plus one, which is nice. Yep. But now it's it, it, once you get past three inches. That's what she said. <laughs> so that's where it's at. Um, you know. Oh wait, no, that's not it. And I came, yo. <laughs> that's it. That's my tagline. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Oh, uh, my God. Google Thank Greg. you, Google, Thank you, Google Voice Greg. Transcriptor. <laughs> so, I mean, you're still not going to see them that much. There's other – actually, now that there are six core choices, they're just way better choices. Uh, and if you even want them as a fast – they're fast cap, they can get out there. But for less points, I can – I can give the dog Vanguard. Yep. They have their fast castle. They have Vanguard. I can. The dogs have taken over their position almost completely. I think. Well, yeah, and they, yeah, especially being that they they do take up those core points. Right. Yeah, I think so. So, um, the Warriors. The Warriors come out and play. Eh? Uh, let's see what's changed with them. Their stat line hasn't. They've gone down a whole point. They also have gone to a per model cost, 
which once you get over unit sizes of about 15, it actually becomes more expensive right. to put a mark I, on. I was just going to say that that's kind of the opposite of what you were saying before, that now it becomes a little more expensive. But considering what they get, I mean, they're already uh, such an elite troop, considering what those marks give them, yep. I don't think that's unfair either. Nope. I mean, taking a horde of 50 guys and paying 20 points or 30 points for this, it, it was really cheap. It was like a no-brainer. Now a horde of 40 guys or 50 guys, you're like, well, crap, can I afford another 100 or 80 points? Well, it pretty much average. I mean, it evens out. You said they, they technically went down a point, but then are a little bit more expensive for, for, the, for the marks for the mark. if you start taking more of them. Um, let's see. Uh, it used to be 30 points for a full command. It still is. Except now it's ten points a piece instead of that twelve twelve six nonsense that okay. they used to have. Uh, everything else looks still the same. How much were halberds before three as well? Uh, no, that they actually got more expensive. more expensive. They're actually weapons got more expensive. What was halberds? Uh, shield was and still is a point. Additional hand weapon went up a point. Great weapon went up a point. Halberd went up two points. It was so one it was point only to model. one point before. Okay. Yes, yeah, so now it's three. So they did get a little more expensive. I felt like when I was taking the units, I got a little less bang for my buck. Um, I don't have a problem with this. Chaos Warriors are freaking awesome. Yep. That's why you always see two giant blocks, because they're awesome. Pay, having to pay a little more to give them that Zinch or the Nurgle or the core, especially with as good as Nurgle is, man. You know, two points a model, that is not unfair for what you're giving them. That's true. So I have no problem with this. They're still a good, viable, they're still blenders if you want them to be. But you're going to pay a little more for it. And, th- you know, this is one of the points that I was thinking. You know, people are, com- you know, this is broken and that's broken. And, oh, my God, I can't take my Marauders anymore. Let's let's talk about the Marauders really quick because that's the thing everyone says they're, not, they're never taking again because they got more expensive. Now... Marauders were probably, they were one of those, I think they were one of those really under-costed units. Uh, you know, much like the uh, Dark Elf Spearmen, where you were getting a lot of bang for your four points yep. a model. Now they're six. Uh, granted, they were taking hordes of 40, so your 30-point mark becomes now an 80-point mark. So it's really expensive. Um, you're, you only used to pay 20 points for full command. It was 8, 8, and 4. And now it's straight 10 again. So it's a little more expensive there, too. Uh, great weapons, flails, shields, light armor were all a point. Uh, the great weapons and flails are more expensive. The shields and light armor are still a point. Here's my thing, though. I went and looked in the Empire book. The Empire Swordsman, who just the regular swordsman, comes with a light armor, shield, hand weapon, and almost the exact same stats is seven points. Okay? Okay. For you to have the light armor shield hand weapon, you're eight points. Didn't the swordsman initiative go down too? Back down. It's to down three? to three. Yeah. So you get one higher initiative for that. For your one point more, for you, it would be eight points to get the same thing. They pay seven. You have the one higher initiative. So it's kind of in line with where the other books are for that stat line. It's just if you take this huge horde, you can't throw a cheap mark on them and make them great. Now, I don't have a problem with this because if you want to add some bulk to your army. So maybe you don't give them the, the mark, okay? But you yep. can still add the bulk. This is an elite army. That's how I look at this army. Chaos Warriors, the Warriors are badass. 
And at four points a model with a, with an inexpensive mark, you used to be able, like you did, you could take a unit, you could take two units of forty marauders if you wanted to. Yep. And then suddenly you've got all these really tough elite guys and these amazing, even the sorcerer you said is a, is a good fighter. And suddenly your elite army has this huge bulk. So now you've got to deal with the ultra, uh, the best of the best plus numbers. I I definitely agree with what you're saying. I agree with that, but I also, playing devil's advocate, see the other side, um, maybe somewhere in between, because they were dead cheap before. Right. Now I feel they're almost overcosted for a couple reasons because of the... Um, a, taking a look at the army as a whole, which we haven't really gotten there yet, but when right. you look at the army as a whole, the reason why you get such elite troops and such is that they are lacking in some other things. So right. there are some things that are missing from I mean, the army. Well, you're missing a whole shooting yeah, phase, yeah, for one. Pretty much. I mean, you've got the Hell Cannons, and, and a, but you, yes, you're pretty much missing that. Um, there, there's other aspects that some armies have and, and do very well, and... Uh, this army again doesn't really have those cheap, cheap models. So these aren't th- these aren't right. Them I'm not. Anymore. I'm not saying that. Okay, excluding the marks, I think they're pretty fairly costed. Yep. The other thing it's too just is that the base. marks is what you really you really want that mark, and if you take that big unit. Suddenly, it's overcosted. You're also seeing base size, so you're getting less attacks per, let's say, inch of models. Oh, that's does, true. Does that the, 25, so, the twenty-five, so these are twenty-five mil. Yeah. versus twenties as well. So they do take up a lot of space, and I think that's a pretty well. It's the same thing as before, though. I mean, you know, but I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. They are a little; they're probably a little too much for what you're getting. Yep. Like, but, but if you. Uh, I, mean, I really think how do you, how do you break it if maybe each guy is one point for corn? How do you break it if it's you think they'd want to keep selling more models like this? So right. why, why not make them a, a, a you know a little bit a little bit more viable? Because when I look at all of the other great choices in the army, these guys just get looked past. Really, because, because I, I don't know. It, and I'm not saying that you can't. Um, I'm looking at it more as if you something. want to get a couple of units with banners. Yep. You know, there's a couple yep, of cheap, smaller units to that's get to fill to up your it. banners. I was thinking you don't a necessarily need, yeah, a bunker. So, you so don't you necessarily need to mark them then, especially yeah. if you're going to throw a wizard in. You might want to leave them unmarked. And unmarked, I don't think they're amazingly unfair. You are not going to see the corn guys with flails anymore. You're just not going to see a huge 40-man unit of corn guys with flails. But I think that, once again... But Dave, that's the models that I have. I got 60 of them. <laughs> What do I do with them? I don't know. <laughs> the other point is, it was a one plus in the old army. Was a big unit of these corn guys. I didn't say I had all those models, but I almost never. Took I maybe them. it I wasn't know. a one plus, but I mean, okay. Let me put it this way: I was assuming it was a one plus from all the nerd rage I was hearing yeah. yep. uh, on on how their points changed. And anytime you had something that seemed like a one plus, it just it it goes away. Yep. So I will agree that. The the marks are making them overcosted, but I think the the unmarked, I think they're pretty fair for what you yeah, get. You have other ways to use them. You've got other magic that can supplement them now. So I mean, there, there's other ways they can be used. Oh, if and when we get at, to the magic, think of what you can do. I mean, you were buffing it on chaos warriors and stuff, which made them stupid. But it 
buffing these guys with some of those oh, things, yeah. these guys would be just as bad. Oh, yeah. And having and and then they would have the numbers and the ranks and all mm-hmm. the other stuff that makes them scary. Maybe they don't need the mark. Maybe they don't need the mark. And if that's the solution, it, you're not. We're not seeing because once again. But I always played them with flails and a mark. Okay, well, well, yeah, ain't happening now. Now. Uh, let's. Why don't we talk the chariot? I want to hold off the forsaken till last because okay, that's the I thing know that everybody yeah. beats up on. So yeah, yeah. this chariot is awesome. Uh, let's see. It, you, chariots used to be in the special column. Um, it went down ten points. I think it has all the exact same stats. What? How about the upgrades? Are they the same cost? Oh, of course not. No, the marks have all gotten cheaper. That's what I'm trying to look right here. Wait, they got the two charioteers. The two chaos steeds. They've got halberds and scythes. Um, this doesn't. Okay, it was two barded steeds, so it was minus one to movement. I don't see it here anything. It says two chaos steeds. I don't see it saying anything here about minus one to their movement. So it looks like okay. they've still got movement eight, but the uh-huh. stats are the same. It's 10 points cheaper. And the marks. And it says armor save three plus still. So And the marks all went down. Corn and Nurgle went from 30. Corn uh, went down to 10. Zinch went from 20 to 10. Nurgle went from 30 to 15. And Slanesh went from 10 to 5. This is just all around cheaper. Yep. And it's in core now. So if you really want to, I mean, you hear people saying, I'm going to take five chariots and a unit of dogs. And there you go. I've got all my core taken. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, they do. Uh, you have no banners, and once again, you know, th- this keeps going back to th- my old mantra, which is this game is actually really well balanced if you look at it as a whole. If you randomly roll up your scenario, which it says kind of you're supposed to do, right? And I know when he was at the when I was when you go to the GW, well, you're supposed to randomly roll your scenario. If I walk in with five chariots and this and no banners. Yep, and I roll blood and glory. It's, Game's over. It is over. I, don't I, rack I it up. had, um, I, I sold them all, but I actually had when I worked for GW. I, I had a, I think it was nine or ten chariots. It was an all chariot army, and I, I was that fifth or sixth edition, right? That it was viable, but it, it did well. I won. I won over half my games. So well, see, and here, but now you have the option for a with the with the Marauder Horsemen and the chariots being in core. Yeah, you have the option for a fully mounted. Army, because remember there was seventh edition. It was the uh, in the last book. It was the uh, the Warriors of Chaos Army that never had any warriors in it. Yep. You had you had horsemen Mountain. and marauders. And now yep. you take tons of them, but uh, you can take it. And the chariot's just good. I mean, it's just it's a solid chariot. Strength five, toughness five, four wounds. It's so great that it went down. So here's again, here's where that question comes into uh, into play: is that you you get the mark of corn. So okay. this says you give the chariot the mark of corn. So then, it, so if you follow the path of okay, mark of corn gives you frenzy, but technically the model has it. So technically everything has the frenzy rule. So so the, the two riders, the, the, the riders horses, and the horses. Yeah. So, but to me, it doesn't I seem would, like that should be. I wish they just fact that because I would think that. And I would like to just see the fact for the BRB say, unless we say it ain't, it's everything. It's the whole damn mob. Right. It, yep. it only makes sense. Yep. If you're going to say it's all got frenzy, then it's all got frenzy. Yep. Then if you want to say, oh, but not the steeds, because I know like in some of the, don't some of the uh, 
dark elf things, they don't get the... I know they don't get the hatred, but it actually specifies they don't get the hatred. That that doesn't transfer to the mounts. Well, so maybe the, well, yeah, the hatred, I think, doesn't transfer to the mounts. But the, the I mean, in the BRB, it states, if a model has frenzy, the mount doesn't get it. Okay. So in the BRB, it says that if the model has frenzy. But the, okay. the, the, the argument is that the model doesn't have frenzy. The model has Mark of Corn, which gives each individual thing frenzy on that mark. Right. Well, and you know that seems weird because frenzy is. I mean, why would I mean why wouldn't the mount have it? I mean, you'd think. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess it wouldn't make a difference for Cav, but it would be if it was a ridden monster. Yep. So I mean, yeah, but they need to they need to have an FAQ for that since it's a mark and not just frenzy. But uh, I think the chariot is just it's tough. It's a solid chariot. It's got the scythed wheels. The the charioteers have halberds and they're at strength four, so that's hitting at strength five. The steeds are hitting at strength four. You know, two attacks from each charioteer, one from so you're getting a D six plus one impact hits at strength five. Four attacks at strength five, weapon skill five, and then two more attacks at the the chariot's only strength four. So that one, your no, it your, isn't. your impact hits are strength. No, it isn't. Oh wait, wait. Oh, the chariot strength five. Yeah, never mind. The, the charioteer chari- is strength four, strength but he's four. got the halberd. Oh right, right. So he's hitting at strength five. The horses are the ones hitting at strength four. So you've got six attacks, four at strength five, two at strength four, and the d six plus one strength five impact hits. Right, so let's say on average that's four hits. So so that's four plus six attacks. So ten attacks. For 110 points. Yeah. That's really. And you're slamming so, in. So how much is a, are Chaos Warriors? Let's do let's Let's do Chaos the Warriors are a base 14 points, uh, and that's if you give them nothing. So, you know, that you're going to get, and you're not going to give them nothing. So you want, you want at and least you have to five. A, no, a unit is minimum size 10. Oh, right. So you're getting 140. Well, I'm just going equal to but equal. You're getting, how many points for... Yeah. Two attacks, and those are only strength four, so let's give them a, a halberd to increase their strength so it's about 18 points apiece. I mean, I think it, it works out about right. And you got yeah. you got tough five, armor save three. So, I mean, that, that that's that's a good value right there. Yeah. I mean, it, it wants, it's it's equal. It works. It You know, you can you can pick one or the other. None is necessarily that much better than the other. It depends on your play style. So another thing, if you're going to a tournament, too. Yep. So, so this is something that a lot of people don't. You know, if you're going to a tournament and you're on a 20-0 scale, it, it's great that this thing, you know, even marked up, uh, is going to get under that like 150 points. So you you lose a chariot, you didn't go down by a pip yet. Does that make sense? So right. you, you lose a chariot. Yeah, it's under 150 you, you, points. You're, you're not going down to yeah. a, to a, from a 20 to a 19. Yeah. So so it's just something that a lot of people don't think about going into a tournament, but um, you know that that's what's it's, great about these. You take cool. a couple of these as, as some chaff. Now let's talk Forsaken. Forsaken. Now they used to be special. I, I never took them ever in special. Did they used to be special? They did used they were, to be special. They were eighteen points a model. I, I never t- I never took them once. Once. You know what? I don't think I ever took them either. Um, they have pretty much all the same stats, all the same everything else, um, and they were eighteen points a model. Okay. Now they can take 
marks, Forsaken of Corn, Zinch, Nurgle, and Slanesh. Now, what the hell do they get for that? Is that any different? That, that is different. Yeah, well, yeah, the they're different. Corn. The Forsaken of Corn. Uh, yeah. Forsaken of Corn, I love you. So, so now they've got this uh, bonus. Let's find them in here. Now, Forsaken have some weird rules. Uh, now, they're already frenzied. They've got frenzy. They've got mutations. They've got all this stuff. So, they're, and they're immune to psych, which really I think frenzy doesn't it give you. Well, so even if they lose their frenzy, they're still going to be. Immune they're to still psych. going to be immune to psych. That's yes. cool. Yes. Now they're nineteen points. They're almost twenty points a piece. Okay. So they're more, way more. They're the most expensive thing in the core unit. And this, uh, people have been bagging on this. They're so expensive. They're not better than. Corn Warriors, Chaos Warriors, why would you take a big unit of them? And I just think they're thinking of them wrong. Because first of all, like I said, you got the upgrades. So the, now the Zinch mark gives them magic resistance two. And that makes them total of 20 points apiece. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now the other marks make them all 21 points apiece. Do you like corn? It gives them hatred. Oh, so now they got frenzy energy, hatred. and apparently we played it wrong. I guess uh, Brad pointed yep, out, which that, I like that way better. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it'll average reliable. out. It'll. It, I actually, I think I would like it better too, because if you roll that five or six, they're getting maximum attacks. Where you would think, if you rolled five or six dice, you'd come out with more along that average. Yep. Yeah, you're going to pretty much always be able to guarantee about how many attacks you're going to have. But so each model gets random attacks, which I didn't realize that because it just said random attacks. I didn't know it was each model. Uh, Forsaken of Nurgle, they cause fear. Blah. Uh, Forsaken of Slanesh gets Swift Stride, which if you're going to throw them in to chase stuff down. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hells yeah, that's kind of cool. So we moved now, six already, so they're charging pretty far. They're not only charging, but think about this. These are the guys you bring in as five to back up that unit, that big unit, yeah. that breaks them. And these guys got they're a way better chance to run them oh. down. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, they've got the mutations. Every, at the start of every close combat, they got to roll a D6. And it only lasts for that close combat. On a one, they get a always strikes last. Wah, wah. Yep. Yep. Which a, I did roll. Yes, you did. Game, I rolled that one time. Of course, they were always strikes last against my zombies, zombies which means yeah. they were fighting simultaneous. Yep, yep. Uh, Razor, on a two, they get armor piercing. On a three, they get ASF. On a four, they get poison. On a five, they get regen five. And on six, they get killing blow. So it depends on which mutation. Slug brains, razor talons, lashing tentacles. So it's all linked to the different mutations they've got. And it changes every combat, which just, once again, let's go to the fluff. You're fighting all these different freaky warriors. Yep. And suddenly you're getting hit with one arm that's got some, you know, crazy claws that's armor piercing. And on the next turn, tentacles are whacking you from somewhere. It's just like you don't even know what's coming at you. Every turn it's something different. I love this. Yep. Now it's expensive and everyone's saying it's complete crap. You don't want to take a big unit of it, but what have you been doing with it? Well, so so here's what I did. And and I've been saying that I've been using them as chaff, but I don't think they're really chaff. I I think of chaff as more as something that you can you can use to flank, you, you use as a um well, they did do nice in a flank though. Yeah, well, they, they were in a flank twice against me yep. and god 
damn, they were hard to get rid yep, of. Yep, they're they're pretty. So I've just been taking them in units of five. You take units right. of five. I like the mark of corn because they're already frenzied, so they're going charging off. Um, so to get them, I mean, mark of corn getting you hatred rerolls in that first round of combat when since they're frenzied, they get plus one attacks. So you're going to average out at two attacks per model. So you're getting three attacks apiece, rerolling your hits. Right. Um, that to me is phenomenal. They do a lot of damage, and if you still do have throw chaos them, armor, you throw them out in the front. And if they do throw their chaff at it to take out five models, you've got initiative four. Yep, dude, you're gonna. They're take they're better down. than your chaff. Yeah, is really what it is. They're 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 better than you know unless you no, unless ex- you have a chariot and are getting a charge off against them, or you know a couple of other situations. But how how I've used them so far is I've used them almost as a meat shield. So it's like yeah, they're probably going to die, but I put them in front of my warriors units and 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 send them out a little bit ahead just to. Um, that's one of the things that people do against warriors is they just try and use chaff to try and slow them down um, as a speed bump. So I, I put them right in front of my unit of warriors to try and um, be my own speed bumper to prevent you from speed bumping me. And that, that's what I did that last game. I don't know if you noticed. I oh, yeah, put, yeah. Put, put them just right kind of in front of those oh, units yeah. of warriors. Oh, I saw what you were doing. Yeah, and it, but, you okay, so you got these guys. It's 105 and points. If they it's a get, little expensive for If chaff, they get but. wiped out before they get any attacks, that kind of sucks. But, once again, with your different lores, yep. you get the right buff off and on these guys. I think that's what I did. I Dude, got a, you I kept got buffing them, and I was like, oh, it's five guys. Who cares? And damn it, it kept them on the table. <laughs> and they just kept messing things up. Yeah, yeah. And it's five of them. And damn it. Five of them in the side of my grave guard were messing things up. And I had hand weapon shield grave guard. So they were four up, and you don't get the parry from the side. So they have four up armor save. These guys are hitting at four, so it's already fives. Yep. And then they've got their hatred. Move and, six, so they're nice in front. They can stay uh, in front of your warriors. Yeah. It was stupid. And they were great. In little units of five, these guys were brutal. You know they're they're immune to psych. The the frenzy is the thing Again, that really you don't get a banner. What's that? You yeah. don't because they have yeah. no command. You can't even have a champion. They, they don't get a banner or anything. So uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think they're meant to be a large block of troops. I, no, I don't think they're I don't meant think to. so at all. You, you, you don't take twenty of these. You don't take thirty of these. You yeah. take five, ten if you're getting you know if you're getting crazy with the cheese whiz here. Yeah. Or I I could see taking seven. Just to get that, or six, you know, get that extra width off to get those couple extra attacks against a unit. Yep. But you're running these guys up either to hit a flank or to back up and to back up that big unit to get those few extra attacks in. Get yeah, a I think with things. that with that move of six, you can right. uh, effectively get into a few flanks too. And with the slanesh, you don't I want to run like them wide. Stride. Nah, I'm saying you don't want to run them too wide because of the frenzy. They're only leadership eight, so uh, if you don't have a reroll, you might be charging off against things that you don't want. But even if you're charging off against things that you don't want to, it's probably chaff out on the flanks, and it's probably stuff that you can beat. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, I just I think used properly. And you know, it's fifty bucks for ten. You're not going to need more than one box. And with all the extra bits, people are saying, so you take five or ten marauders and you and you spread out the bits, and so you can make uh, twenty twenty forsaken. You are not going to need more than that in your army. You can play a three thousand point game. 
you're not going to need more than that because you're taking them in units of five. Yep. I mean, and, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, you just want more drops, and it's another drop. You yep. know, so it's a, it's another placement, and people go, five Forsaken? What the hell are you doing with that? And, and so I'll I, charge I just tried a different. Yeah. I, I'll take the charge. I'll do it. You're going to buff them? Dude, it's five Forsaken. What do you care? You know, when that damn little bit of regen gets <laughs> off on those Forsaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell me about what's uh, – I've, I've felt the wrath of those guys. Uh, they were they were not fun to fight against at all. And I had two. So I, I think in that game I had two units of Hounds and two units Forsaken, I think. Right. And the you Hounds, the hounds I, I managed to make pretty quick work of. The Forsaken, they were just they, – they slammed to the side of the zombies with the multiple attacks. I had th- almost 30 zombies. They won the combat from the flank by like 15. I had one zombie left, remember? Uh, Second yeah, round of combat. I thought you had one – you still had one rank left. But oh, then, I had really – okay, I had yeah. one rank left. But I went from 30 to less to like five. Yeah. And then in the next combat, they were gone. I had nothing. <laughs> now, granted, they're zombies. But then you turned around. Charge into the flank of my grave guard, yep. and they were like, "Oh, what the hell!" And you know, <laughs> and they were chopping them up because all those attack from five guys, all those extra attacks, all the crap they were giving me. It was, and like I said, you gave them the mark of corn, so they had hatred. So they're rerolling their hits, and they're—I mean, their weapons. Yeah, that, that rerolling hits. They're, they're only weapon skill four. They're not quite as good as the regular warriors, but still, weapon but skill four. You're a lot pretty of much hitting things. everything on fours, and then rerolling. So, and if you're getting, uh, or if you're getting a debuff off, oh, I just dropped your weapon yeah. skill by one, well, or your initiative. I love that. And suddenly, I'm like, really, really, you're hitting on threes, rerolled. Oh, I got all these attacks, strength four. Oh, here, save this. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that Nurgle Miasma spell's good. We'll, oh, we'll hit that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm on the record of saying I kind of like I like the Forsaken in the right role. It's another question of what's their role. You're no longer taking yeah, you, you hordes get of no marauders. Musician, you get no banner. You get yeah. no champion. They're not meant to be a, a bulk unit. And They're you know really what? There's not. the thing. When you see no command whatsoever, not even a champion, there's your first signal. This is not meant to be a big unit. It's meant to be something you take a little extra. They, only, they didn't give it, uh, what do you call it, um, skirmishers, thank God. That's the only thing oh, they did. That would have been that would have been cool. Just having them running around like that. Then minus one, they hit him to shoot him. Even God, GW around. sucks. They should have done that. <laughs> God, that would have been awesome. A skirmishing warriors. Oh, but they, uh, they would have gone from you know broken to amazing. <laughs> you know, I mean, from awful to broken. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I'm writing GW. <laughs> FAQ that. Dear. Dear Jervis, what the hell? (laughs) These guys skirmish, please. Thank you, the handsome man. (laughs) All right. Well, there's our core talk. Um, All around, pretty decent choices. The Marauders have suffered, um, but I still think they're viable. You can still use Once again, you can't use them like you used to. In in my three games I've played, I've only taken one unit of Warriors all three games. Isn't that weird? I, I always took at least two units of warriors, and now it's... Two big... Bl- well, okay, and you know what? And I'm not, I'm not saying to you, but I've played other warrior lists. You know, I went to... When you go to tournaments and stuff, everybody takes two blocks of warriors. Yep. Two big blocks of warriors, blah, blah, blah. Now you're not going to see that. And you know what? If I can see some variety, even a list that's hard for me to beat, I'm going to have fun playing against. Yep. It was the thing that drove me insane with the Ogres when they first came out, was I, you keep seeing that same list. 
Here's my Mornfang. There's my block of Iron Guts, my block of Bulls. Here's my four characters. Here's my three little uh, saber tusks. Hey, that's my army. That's everybody's <laughs> army. You know, and it's yeah. like, you know, that's, well, it, you know, and that's, you don't necessarily want to always face the same. I mean, if you're, when we're playing down here in the base, there's times when we've been playing, especially getting ready for a tournament where I play Chris three times in a row and play almost the same list three times. I don't mind that because I know he's getting ready for a tournament. But when everyone I play with that army is the same damn list. So this was this was all kinds of awesome. I really did like I, I like this variety of choices in the core because you're not just automatically going to take two big blocks of warriors. Yep. So let's take a break and come back with the rares. Sweet. All right. Okay. You gamers out there, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea, June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle Tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com. If you're still here, congratulations. So, Oh my gosh, we've been recording for... Hours. Hours. Well, there's so many awesome choices in the book, and it, it, it's invigorating for me to talk about them. Yep. I'm so excited about this book. I hope, for those of you that are still listening, <laughs> that you're as excited about it, too, because... Uh, Dude, I'm great. having a blast. I'm having so much fun. I can do this for another hour or two, so let's get going. Hell Cannon. Do-do-do. Rare choices, the Hell Cannon. Hell Cannon uh, went up five points. Oh, that's it. Now it's not worth it. No, oh my it's God. still super sweet. Yeah, 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 okay. Yes, it is. Let's see. Um, the stats have not stayed the same. There's one significant change, and that is the Hell Cannon only moves three inches. And that's that's pretty big. It probably should have always been a move of three inches. I mean, people would freak. The when dwarves I, can only move three. So if this thing's going six, those dwarves are huffing and yep. puffing it behind them yes. anyway. Yeah. But this keeps it more as a actual cannon, and it, if it runs forward, it does. But now you're not using it as the as, as a technical one. single model. I would you know be dancing it around twelve inch moves. Anybody who came up to threaten it, I would just dance it around to the side so you couldn't charge if you didn't want. But <laughs> now, now not anymore. Yep. So let's see. It's unbreakable. It causes terror. Monster and handlers. That's different. Because it's no, it was monsters and handlers before. If it didn't have that rule in there, it it was considered. It was in the FAQ. No, it was I, monsters and handlers. No, before. I thought that the, the the dwarves themselves were just. I thought they were just. No, they're, they're monsters and handlers. Oh, okay. That, that is the monsters and handlers rule. 
But I'm the, saying on most war machines, I thought it was just like other war machines oh, where they no, were just they like were just tokens machines. and they don't count for anything. You know what I'm saying? That's how it always was. It's was it? handlers. Yeah. Okay. So so you roll. It's basically so now. That, that's the thing too because it now has a. Um, a ward save of five up and an armor save, so they gave it a five up ward save, which it didn't have before. Which is basically the monsters and handlers, because on a five no, up, because it goes now to it the... has monsters and handlers too, so it's got both. You get a five up roll to see if it goes to the the handlers and the five up ward save. A hell cannon has a natural armor save of four plus and a ward save of five plus. Ah oh, hell! So now your hell cannon basically has three saves. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's what it needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's uh all right. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right. So it's got a four up and a five up, and it's got the monsters and handlers, so if it fails well first you roll to see if it hits the 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 cannon or the chaos or dwarf. Or the ca- chaos dwarf, right. Now if it hits the chaos dwarf, the chaos dwarf is just is he just dead? He's got just a hand weapon, so he's just dead. Well no, he's 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 tough four. Okay, so he's pretty much yeah. He'll probably he'll probably get killed. So first you roll to see if it hits him. If it doesn't hit him, it's got to buster the armor save and then the ward save. Sweet, and then uh, the toughness six. <laughs> if it fa- I love hell cannons. If it fails the test, it it face it towards the near. It, it take the leadership test, face it towards the nearest enemy unit. Random movement D three until the beginning of the next turn, except it can only move forward. Doomfire is well. The Doomfire is uh, firing the Hell Cannon, basically. Yes. Well, it, it's it, it's yeah. It's firing the Hell Cannon, and then um, it also does still have the uh, panic test. So in, it used to be that it it had to just be hit. Didn't matter if it taken a wound. No, it's got to. Now take it has a to take one or more casualty. Not even a wound, a casualty. So um, yeah, Doomfire. So if they, you save all the wounds, then for they take a panic test. But it's still strength five, penalty. strength ten, d six under the hole. Ugh. Yep. Now, should the artillery roll misfire, then you've got the misfire chart, which is the I think it's the same as before, isn't it? The misfire chart, it's just a little different on the three roll. It's all wizards, friend or foe within 24 inches must immediately pass a leadership test or suffer a miscast. Before it was, they just suffer a miscast. Oh, okay. So so there's there's less chance that it's going to hurt you if it blows up in your backfield in the beginning of the game. Right. So Hell Cannon got better. Well, that's good because that was, that was a pretty weak choice. I didn't see them too often. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, they, they can't For charge forward. Extra, so, okay. so, so you're really it, dedicating. It, it, it went to, up five points. It lost three inches of movement, gained an extra save. Gained a five upwards. Yeah, so, gained magic attacks. Both the, the cannon and its combat attacks are, are, are magical. magical. So I think that's a pretty well-invested five points. <laughs> I love it. Holy yeah, mackerel. So, so the so hell cannon is still here's, awesome. Here's what that... Three-inch move dynamic really did though is that if you're taking if if you're going to invest in the two you know the double hell cannon list uh, you're not charging forward I don't think because you're because you're keeping those hell cannons both back well and it's move or fire right yeah move move or fire yeah so if you are moving it forward you're not shooting that giant gun which is just I mean why wouldn't you want to shoot that gun of course of course so. 
Well, it's still a good choice. Now, here's my question is, now that you have seven rare units to choose from, it may not be the automatic go-to that it was. Well, it's not. Because what was the old rare choices? Let's take a look real quick. The old rare choices were a giant, chaos spawn. Well, you always took the war shrine. Okay, you had a war shrine. Uh, Skyla and Fingrim. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's a question. With with Scylla now as a hero, mm-hmm. can he be the general of your army with leadership 10? I, I suppose he could, yeah. You've got a chaos. Is he random movement? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you want your general. Because he's a leader 10 general. you got nothing else with leader 10 in the army, I don't think. Maybe Archeon is. Yeah, okay. Fear, hatred, mark of corn, random attack, scaly skin, unbreakable, brass collar of corn. I don't see anything that says he can't be the general. Yeah, does he, he's got random attacks. He's not. He doesn't move random. And there is nothing in here that says he can't be the general. So technically, if you take him, he's got to be your general. Fear, hatred, mark of corn, random attacks, scaly skin, unbreakable. Oh, yeah, he's got to be your general because he's got the highest leadership. <laughs> that is dumb. <laughs> That's really dumb. Uh, well, you could take Sigvald, has leadership 10. So if you take him and Sigvald, you get to pick. Uh, Archaon, obviously. It's my general, the spawn. I knew I'd be the general. Follow that guy. He looks cool. I knew I'd be the general once I started to mutate. I know that I'm the chosen one of the chaos. All right. There's got to be something in the in the FAQ that says that if you take Sila, he doesn't have to be your general. No, I think they ought to leave him as your general. I think that's fun. You want to take that ugly model and throw him on the table? Screw you. He's the general. Who's going to argue with that thing? You're not the general. It's like the Hulk. Smash. So let's get back to the rare items and skip that. So before, outside of the War Shrine, he was really, the Hellcan was the only thing you would really take, kind of. You weren't taking spawn. You weren't taking yeah, the, dragon. The, the war Shagas. shrine was one or two, you, like auto takes. It and seemed the like giant, the most. Yeah, but if you had six hundred points to spend, you can take two war shrines and a hell cannon, or two yep. hell cannons and a war shrine. Yep. So, but now you've still got the dragon ogre shagath, which went down by about fifty points. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, oh, and the additional hand weapon went down by half. The great weapon got marked down by almost half. So, basically, he's a lot more economical. Yep, and I sold that figure, too. <laughs> I had the old one, and I sold him. And he'd be pretty cool to take. Immune he's to just psych, beefy. terror. Yeah, he's, a, he's only got a four-up armor safe but he, and toughness five, but he's got six wounds. He's got that storm rage. And don't they, can they, do they get wounds back if they get hit by lightning or something like that? Or is that just the... Oh, I think it's the same thing, Storm Rage. Because that was, maybe there was, There's something with that Colex Sun Eater. There, there's something with that that maybe he does. Two plus war, oh, it's a two plus war two save plus against war all save. lightning. Yep. If a model is ever hit by lightning, it immediately gains frenzy. Okay. So Dragon Ogre Shagath, still this, kind of the same thing. It's just a lot cheaper. 
Yep. I don't think you're going to see a ton of these guys on the uh, board. Just a beefy monster to charge things yep. down. Munisite causes terror. The Chaos Giant got cheaper. Leader 9, which is great for a monster. Oh, who? Oh, Shoggoth? Yeah. Yeah. So Chaos Giant, he got a little bit cheaper, right? And there were a couple things that I saw about him that um, re- really with the marks, I-, I think the marks are pretty good. You give him the plus one strength. Yep. He's not immune to Psych anymore. He was immune to Psych. Yep. Uh, a Giant of Nurgle, I-, I don't think before that wasn't plus one toughness, was it? I think plus one toughness for a Giant is huge because he's no- normally one of the one of the downplays to a giant is that he's only toughness five and the marks so, are way cheaper yeah the marks are way cheaper if you want to put one on this and you know what i know you guys have been taking giants a lot so i you know, i loved it i love the giant they're fun to take so corn gives him plus one strength zinch gives him a six up ward nurgle he's one plus one toughness and Slanesh, his initiative jumps up to from three to four. Yeah, that's for for two fifteen. A giant and Nurgle having a toughness of six. That one extra toughness is great. Yeah. So anything you're coming up against, you know, strength four is now or, holding yes, on sixes or strength seven, giving him the or strength corn one. seven. Yeah, really getting him to bust some but armor. Once again, dirt cheap. Ten points for corn, fifteen for Zeech and Nurgle, five for Slanesh, as opposed to thirty, forty, twenty. Even Slanesh was forty. I mean, the cheapest mark was twenty points they on give that guy. Him always strikes first before. Yeah, now it's plus one an ish. Yeah, but it's 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 in line. You know, it, they're it's a lot cheaper. So the spawn have also gotten cheaper by five whole points. Yeah, they and the s- marks are dirt cheap again. Other than that, they still. I've tr- I tried using a spawn before while I was playing around with some warriors. They they just the random movement of two d six is too random and too slow. Because while it could be eleven inches, you could move. It could be most two. of the time it's four. You right. know, and you're like, oh, geez, Louise, you, you can't rely on it to do what you really want it to do, which is, you know. BHF, go go kill Jack. And if you got an extra fifty points in your army, you're going to take another unit of five Chaos Warhounds. Yep, yeah, I think so. So because this thing really isn't going to kill a whole heck of a lot either. No, I mean it causes fear and it's unbreakable, it's unbreakable so you can just throw it down the line. But it's still real random. Tough five. It's only got three wounds. Did it have four before? Nope. No, it's always three. Nope. The stats haven't changed. Okay. Not a bit. So. The only thing, the only thing that has changed, is you could take two as a single rare choice before, oh, and that's okay. not here anymore. Because let's face it, nobody's taking more than two of these anyway. <laughs> so if you want spawn, you can only take two. Yeah, unless you're in your grand army. Oh, what are the right. buffs for this? This is spawn of spawn of. Uh... So, oh. so so these are different. These aren't the marks. So you can either have the devastating charge, so you get an extra attack. You can have okay. a strength. Zinch is a strength three breath weapon with flaming attacks. Now that's actually gotten more expensive. It used to be only ten points. Now that one's twenty. I, I think it's assuming because you can charge it into close combat. Then strength three flaming breath weapon. Two d six. What do Nurgle and Slanesh do? Poisoned attacks for the Nurgle and always strikes first for Slanesh. Hmm. That's, that's not enticing me to take it too much. Nope. Nope. It, it's, it's too unreliable with that movement. It truly is. All right. Do we want to talk Skull Crushers? 
Yeah, let's let's talk Skull Crusher. So these guys are brutal, and they changed from the original update. There's been a lot of speculation about why that was, as far as you know, people going out and buying a bunch of models because they were they were cheaper before, so they could fit more into the rare slot. Yeah, but so they wanted everybody to go out and How buy many a whole come bunch. In a box? And then three. So you could easily fit six in an army, but you can't fit nine. But I don't think you could fit nine before. But you could fit eight, and you needed three boxes to do that. Right, but you could still fit seven. It's all arbitrary based on how many points you're playing. Yeah. I, I, don't, know. I don't think there's a whole lot of merit to that argument. I'm just saying some people said it. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, and this is what everyone says, is you figure those books had to have been printed within the two months of the – that's what everyone's saying. It was, what was it, two months between the the that thing showing up in White Dwarf and this book coming out? Yeah, I think was it November? Was it two or was December? it three? The, two to three. Two to three so months. even if it was three, you know, oh, they they had to have these books all printed and ready before they put out that 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 pamphlet. Not necessarily. Yeah, you can go to print and have books ready to go in a couple of weeks. Yep. You know, maybe you know, maybe they actually did put this out and say, "Damn, that's," you know. You know, I, you know they listen to this stuff. They might not be listening to our show, but they listen to this stuff. Well, and I'm wondering what made you know what aside though made them make these changes. I think they're better now. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what the consensus is whether they're better now or worse now, but they they have. So so here's here's the rub. I, I won't go too much into skull crushers. Because what they are is they are a beast. They are the monstrous right. calf. They are the they are the unit that if you're playing against them, you, you can't ignore them. If you're right. playing with them, they are your hammer, your flanker, your um, you know. Obviously, if you're playing with them, you you have to beware of their frenzy because they do have the mark of corn, so they do have frenzy. And this specifically says riders only, so the chariot doesn't say riders only. So that to me right there says, yeah, but on a chariot the mounts would get it, right? Or on on the knights it, they would the horses would get it. Well, yeah, I mean it specifies here, so I so mean yeah, maybe one, it does. So it, must, it must be. So anyway, the uh, so so these guys, I mean they they are beefy. They're going to bash your face in. They could, yeah, they, you know, their 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 strength, their strength five or six on the charge. Um, you do have to pay extra for the ensorcelled weapons now, so it's actually seventy-eight points a piece for what used to be sixty points a piece. But they have an extra wound. Uh, the juggers officially have an extra attack, so so they're coming in with six attacks a piece. On the charge, the juggers have uh, um, have strength six, so their stop is strength six. Yeah, murderous. <laughs> Yeah, there's just there's so much going on here. They're like the Mornfang. That's basically what they're like. Yep, and they're, they're skilled, so they're going to hit a lot more often than than Mornfang. The weapon they're, skill is five of the whole thing. Their strength is higher than the Mornfang, in you know, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, their initiative is higher than the Mornfang. The only thing they don't have is the impact hits from the Mornfang. But I think, you know, with the the higher weapon skill, the propensity to hit more, you're going to Get just as many, if not more. And I'm glad this went to 75. It's going to keep you from taking two big units of four at 60 points. It's going to, I don't know, it's, 
Well, I always look at it, it as, seems, as, a, as it, a per wound basis. So before you were paying. Well, I'm looking at two things here. Yes, it's one less toughness, one more wound, and maybe so it's easier to wound, so that extra wound doesn't matter much. The fact is. Still got to get through that one-up armor safe, too. Yeah, and the fact is. I'm not even comparing it to what came out in the White Dwarf in the magazine because what came out in the magazine doesn't really matter. That's it was true. out for two months, and this is what it is now. And when I look at this, for everything it gets, I mean, what's it got, a one-up armor save? Yeah, one-up armor. Yeah, and it's got every other thing on the planet on it. It's got the mark of corn for the writers, so they're getting their hatred or whatever it is. I mean, 75 points seems right to me. You know, I mean, everyone complained when these things came out who didn't run out and buy them for their army said they're too cheap. They're no good. They're, they're just they're broken. They were the one plus. They're, I think they still are because they, you get the one more wound. Yeah, they're a little bit easier, but but you definitely get the one more wound. And now I don't think they had the strength six on the charge before. But now you're not necessarily taking 600 points of them in your 2400 point yeah, list. But you might. You, I mean, you could, I, and I, they're brutal, and you're not getting as many, and I still I still think it's pretty balanced. I think you're either going to run into two units of three, each holding a flank or both kind of threatening mm-hmm. a flank. You're going to run into, you know, a nice big unit of them that, you know, one big unit of them that they're going to put a general in or something, make okay. a big, a big boss. Or, or you might see somebody who's taking a balance list might take like one unit of four. But, but any, you know, you, you can't ignore that unit. You have stuff that ignores armor saves, throw it at that. You got metal magic, throw it at that. And that's see, where it's one weakness lies. I it still really... think this is going to be a one plus in every army for at least one unit. Probably. Yeah. But I'm just saying you don't... <sighs> There are going to be the people at, who challenge the norm and don't take model, them. But. At 60 points a model with toughness 5, you're taking all 600 points in Skull Crushers. They're, just, they're better than every other choice here. Right. At 75 points, they're a little more even-keeled. You may say, well, I'll take a unit of this and a Hell Cannon, or I'll take this and one of these other things. Right. You know, The Giant, the Spawn, the Shoggoth, they're still not getting picked that much. But you may want a hell cannon. I'm thinking I might take lances on these. Everybody's taking the insurgent weapons, but for only two points, you give them lances. Then their strength six on the charge. You're getting that extra pip to to wound, and then another minus on armor save. You're not really lasting much longer than that charge round because you're probably breaking whatever you're charging, as long as you're getting the charge off. I see your point. And it's your jugger, cheaper to take your it. Juggers have the magical attacks in case you're coming up against ethereals. Oh, that's true because they've got demonic attacks. Yeah, maybe you go with lances, or maybe you say, "Screw it, I'm not spending another ten points or twenty, whatever it is." So I'm just going to let them go with their strength four. Hmm. I mean, maybe. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just saying I think at 75 points there you're 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 thinking of other options than 600 points worth of skull crushers. And I think that's a good thing. You know, once again, keeping some balance. I think the biggest problem with the ogre list isn't that it's necessarily so overpowered is that you're always going to take a lead pitcher over a scrap launcher. You're always going to take this. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like there's, you, you want you don't want an obvious choice that you're just going to take all of this as much as you can because yeah. there's nothing that's even close to it. Here you may want a hell cannon. You know, and I I still like the slaughter brute. I've heard a lot of negativity about this guy. I think the model's gorgeous. I think if you bind it to something, 
and it can stay alive as long as here's the thing you the 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 problem with the slaughter brute which is ju- which is 205 points you know it's, it's move 6 it's weapon skills only 3 strength 7 toughness 5 5 wounds initiative 4 attacks leadership 5 okay so it's got a low leadership and a low weapon skill you bind it to your to your demon prince to your well to whoever your general is but yeah you could, your demon prince is a good you choice. could it's any lord or hero yeah, you can bind it to any lord or hero. So you bind it to someone, and when it's bound, what is it? Uh, you get hit their leadership and their weapon skill. So the two things it sucks at, it suddenly jumps up. Yep. You take this with Skyler Amphigram, it's got my leadership 10. <laughs> I knew I'd have me a slaughter brute once I turned into Skyler Amphigram. Well, he kind of looks like him, doesn't he? A Look little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, let's see, four up scaly skin, terror, extra claws, uh, which doesn't get the full strength seven, only strength five. So you bind it and it gets that stuff. And, uh... Yeah, this this is the only thing. So it's pretty cheap for what it is and what it uh-huh. does. It's, it's pretty nasty. It's pretty scary. Um, but when, when you... If it goes unbound, you do have if some trouble. If it goes bound, it's dumb. It's it's super dumb. So leadership five. You know, you can keep it near the BSB, hopefully, and then at least you try to get a reroll on that. But once it's unbound, it becomes random movement two d six with frenzy, which we have an FAQ question on that, didn't we? Well, I think it's pretty clear with the frenzy. So frenzy, what was it? FAQ. What was the FAQ question? It's well, random movement. It can only move during the because if you can, if you're near enough to charge, you have to take a pass a leadership test, or else you have to declare a charge. Right. But in random movement, you don't get to declare a charge, do yep. you? Correct. You roll the movement, and if you hit a unit, you're considered charging it. Correct. And they so do you no longer have ra- That's right because it says in random movement that you cannot make any other moves other than Right. Yeah, so, that's how you charge. So if it's your turn, if you're close enough, then you have to take a frenzy test. And if you pass, you get random movement, and if you fail, then you don't have random movement because you have to declare a charge. I mean, I I guess it makes sense when you sit down and and parse out the order of how it but works. But I think you still, you, you, you always have that random movement, so I think the Frenzy's probably only giving you plus one attack. And immune to psych, but you're already immune to psych, I think. But Frenzy says if there's someone oh, close enough to, to charge, to if there's someone close enough to charge, you have to declare one. So does that override the so, random something movement? Something random movement can't declare a charge, yeah. So it's a... Uh, they... they, they well, here's Irresistible the force and an immovable object. And, but, and, and, but the rule, there's a rule in the game to, to handle that. If you have two conflicting rules, I only wound on, you only wound me on sixes, but I auto wound. Whoever's turn it is gets to decide which rule takes precedence, which goes first. That's in the BRB. I thought that rule was it counteracts each other. If they counteract, if they no, if they counteract each other, I thought the rule was it was in the BRB said something like that. If two rules contradict, then the person who's turning it is gets to pick which one 
happens. Uh, yeah. So I would I would actually let it frenzy rather than risk it running off the board or running after my own guys. Yeah. Well, I don't think it'll run off the board. I think it says something with random movement if it because you don't even get to pick the direction it goes. It just no. goes a random direction. Dur, 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 so if just, it's going to run away from off. the fight, I'd rather have it fail the damn five. I think you know, that's what it did. My, frenzy test the, the, and have it charge. The game that I took it, I had it linked to my demon prince, and my demon prince died like bottom of turn one because of a dumb move by me. So <laughs> then, the, then the slaughter brute just goes, da, 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 just goes wandering around the table, right? Do anything. So, and if it has, but that's so. Uh, I would like to know how that does work for certain, because honestly. Even if it's attacking just crap units, if it's charging, you know, oh, so I'm leading it around with my chaff, so it's got frenzy. And if it runs into my unit, does D6 plus 2 strength 7 hits? You don't want it doing that. No. no. So, you know, that, I have no idea. But I'd like to, I mean, if it becomes unbound, do how do those two rules interact? I mean, unless I'm completely reading the rules wrong. Yeah, I could, you, yeah. And folks, if I'm completely dead wrong, feel free to email me. Just be nice about it. Or actually just go on the forums and put it on the show thread. I'd rather see it there. So that's the Slaughter Brute. All in all, if you can keep the guy, your guy alive, this thing is vicious. It's brutal. It's just you're you're running that risk. If it gets unbound, you're going to have trouble. I think we all agree on that. So let's move along. Moving right along. Do-da-dum, do-da-dum, footloose and fancy free. You're ready for the big time. Is it ready for me? Sorry, I got into a Muppet Muppet uh, movie moment. Okay, the last last rare unit. The, the, the Vortex weirdo. Beast. I like this thing. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily think it's going to be good on the table. I just think it kind of looks cool. It's a neat concept. And, uh, you, know, this, you know, this kind of reminds me of the... The uh, not the hurricaneum, but the the big laser light thing. You know, it's got that big thing on his back that looks kind of weird. That does bizarre stuff. I don't know if it's good or not, but it looks cool on the table. So let's see. This one's two hundred and forty. This one's more expensive than the slaughter brute. It, definitely less impressive stats. Um, basically, the strength is five, uh, but the leadership is eight. So that's better, and it's got D6 plus two attacks. So let's take a look at this thing. Large got, target. Yeah, regen. Regen five, scaly skin four, causes terror. Um, and then it's got its rule here, the innate bound spell, aura of mutation, direct damage, 18-inch range. Roll a D6 and consult the table to discover how many toughness tests the target must take and if any long-lasting mutations have occurred. For each toughness test failed, the target suffers a single wound with no armor saves. So you could realistically, if, if you wanted to roll no magic, you could still take two war shrines and a vortex beast and, and use your dice every phase if you wanted. Sure. So but you, you only you get to use these. it once per turn, and your opponent with his level four is going to be able to dispel all of that on you depends on depends on how many dice you use i mean you know right yeah can you irresistible force yeah and then if it's innate bounce spell nothing happens nothing it's happens. just that's it, done for the turn right yep which it's done anyway well that's pretty cool i suppose you could six dice it so let's see what happens um if you roll a one target takes d6 toughness test and gains fear 
Now, for every toughness test fail, it takes a wound with no armor save. Dude, if you can get a good roll with that, you, yeah. can, you can pick off some stuff. Uh, for number two, takes D6 toughness test and gets stupidity. For number three, D6 toughness test. After resolving them, one of the unit's characteristics is increased by one, and one of their characteristics is decreased by one. So it's a wash. Yeah, that's weird. See, and this is one of these things where you get all these bizarre, you know, chaos sometimes gives you stuff and sometimes takes it away. Uh, Tide of Transformation, D6 Toughness Test. Once the resolved, roll a D6. On a three or more, choose another unit within six inches. It takes D6. So this is like Chain Lightning. Keep on rolling, yep. Yeah, so it, uh, you can only target it once, so you can't just jump back and forth. But you can jump down a line if it's got other units within six inches. Uh, number five, you put a small template over the target and scatter D6. If you roll a hit, it doesn't scatter. Every model takes the toughness test. That one's kind of vicious, actually. Yeah. Because the small template can hit, you know, a good almost 20 guys. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oops. With no armor saves, yeah. That's yeah, killer. with no armor saves, that's that's vicious against almost anybody. Uh, and then the final one, every model takes a toughness test. If it takes one or more unsaved wounds... You can put a new spawn within six inches. Ooh, that's cool. If it suffered no unsaved wounds, if you don't have a spare chaos spawn, or if it can't be placed, then there's no spawn. So basically, if you don't have one, there's nowhere within the placing range. So it's not awesome. It's, I mean, by no means is this innate bound spell yeah, I'd, something I'd, over the top. I'd want to play it. Before I gave my official thumbs up or thumbs down, I mean, it's not bad. Strength five to five. This five. sounds like it would be in an orc and goblin yeah, army. Yeah, yeah, it's something really. It random. just does some really weird wonky stuff. Might might uh, might hurt you. Seems might more not. seems more scaveny. Lots of charts. Lots of you know. There's a <laughs> lot of charts in this book. There's a lot of them. But so I still think. I mean, I you know. Yes, you're going to probably take a unit of Skull Crushers. I think the Skull Crushers and the Hell Cannon are probably your top choices here. I think so, too. Although, if you do like the nice, new, shiny toys, I mean, I don't know which of those two I'm going to build, the Slaughter Brute or the Vortex you know, the, the Beast. Slaughter Brute, you get the Slaughter Brute, and I guess if you give it, you know, if you've got one of those Daven Princes that are kind of the mm-hmm. unkillable, uh, you know, you really tool it up with a super heavy armor save and a really... I mean, it makes your Demon Prince even that much more of a valuable target for the opponent because they know that they take out the Demon Prince, then your Slaughter Brute is... Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break. Come back with some specials. Woohoo! Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commissioned painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced 
And if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. Okay, folks, this just became a double episode. <laughs> um, I talk too much. I'm so sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. This is fantastic. This is the way I like. This is how I like to do army reviews, even though it's a marathon and so many people are rolling their eyes. What the hell's wrong with you? So, folks, we, we just finished recording for like over six hours. Um, part of the tape screwed up. We had to re-record the last half hour. Um, but we're going to break this in half. Uh, Chris, you should be back next episode. We'll talk a little bit uh, news and rumors. I'm certain something will be out by then. We'll talk uh, our toolbox and then jump right back into the review. So um, Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, See you guys. We'll see you next time. Yep. Uh, buy a hoodie. Please leave an iTunes review. I do read them all. I like them. I love to read them. Um, we appreciate it. But seriously, dudes, we're going. Uh, if this is not a full, perfect, wonderful thank you, goodbye, it's only because... It's we'll be important. talking to you soon. <laughs> and, and we totally just tacked this on in the end because we didn't expect it to be there. All right, see you guys later. Back with more Warriors of Chaos in episode 68. Thank you. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at Garage Hammer, and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.